the iHeartMedia Complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. It is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Monday. That's Monday, June 11th, the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever that stuff might happen to be. News, current events, we'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And, of course, we'll find so many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do. So take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard the highest rated radio program of its kind in the state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Jim. Then set us a text on anything at any time at RealMobile77031. We'll read it. We'll look at it. We may use it on the air, but on the phones, long distance and toll free. one 978 1041 for those of you in the Metro 407. Nine one six one zero four one. Mo's here. She has news in a few minutes. Yes, sir. We'll work off that. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here as well. Later in the program, right after the news with Mo, a couple of minutes after four, we'll have that bonus round of closest to the pin. Your opportunity to win that United Business card. What does that mean? You get that card. Good fortune for the rest of your life. However, uh, should you lose to Pinkman, bad luck for twenty four hours. Followed by Jack's audio file. Wanzi and Doug should be coming in today for Monday movie review, unless somebody's heard otherwise. Got the regular round of closest to the pin today. Stephen Kramer, attorney at law, he'll show up at 6. We'll discuss the law and things happening in the world of law, plus what he's watching on TV and what weeds he's getting into lately. I'll have some drive-home music for you, then PPT to wrap things up at the end of the program. So many things happening over the weekend, uh, including, well, Justify won the uh, Kentucky Derby. I mean, the uh, Triple Crown. Pay up. So, yeah, but it's a wash. Why? Because what Something was else. the... Yeah, what was... Pink, uh, and what was the... Kim Jong-un. He wouldn't meet with Kim Jong-un, oh, I think. Yeah, yeah right. it was called off, and then it got rescheduled. Yeah. So... Oh, you got about six hours or so, right? I think they said they just made it a... Eight o'clock push. tonight is when they... Our time, which will be eight two. o'clock. Yes. Our time yes. is when they was when they meet one on one. Justified, huh? Justified did it. Yeah, wire to wire. Did you watch it? I did. I watched it live. I didn't even. Re- uh-huh. I recorded uh-huh. it. As a matter of fact, I watched it a couple of times. Were what was there? your one takeaway? Uh my one takeaway was how calm that horse is, and uh, any horse that can go wire to wire like that at that distance, it's a great. He's a great horse. I thought when you go wire to I wire. Think- I thought it was neat how you see him coming down the stretch and Mike Smith, the jockey in that horse, clean as can be, and every other horse covered in dust and dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you're out front, you don't have to worry about that. You're getting clean air. Yeah, didn't have to put the whip to him. They said when he went on the starting gate, just Mm. cool as a cucumber. You know, other horses, they'll be dancing around and getting real nervous, and you see the white of their eyes. 
Uh, never buy a horse, by the way, if they look at you and you can see the weight. Uh, stay away from a horse like that. At least that's what uh, Irish people used to tell everybody. Really? But uh, be that as it may, it was, mm. yeah, it was a great race. I, uh, it, was, it was exciting. It's a beautiful horse, no question about that. And uh, I've never ridden a horse that fast. Uh, a few people have. Oof. You know, you're getting up to 45 miles an hour. That's moving. I've been up to 30. And uh, that's fast enough for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's a great feeling. I mean, it, it's just a wonderful feeling. Let's see. Well, of course, Anthony Bourdain, mm. uh, this uh, terrible, terrible uh, story, this tragedy. I watched a lot of uh, Bourdain's uh, Parts Unknown over the weekend. Then I watched yeah. CNN's retrospective. Not a retrospect- uh, retrospective, but it was more CNN hosts sitting around yeah, talking, talking about-, about him. Running into him at steak restaurants, and um, <laughs> it was it was interesting. And I uh, forgot how much I liked the show. <laughs> so good because I, I hadn't watched it in a while. I had a love hate relationship with him. I mean, he was, he was a great storyteller. I mean, the production of the series was excellent. Um, and what do you say above that? Is uh, you know who knows? I mean, everybody's got a battle, and everybody has some battle to one de- one degree or another. And the seriousness of that uh, battle uh, varies, certainly. So, mm-hmm. you know, goodness only knows what was going on. I don't know whether, uh, you know, I was wondering over the weekend, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. I talked to him, what, 13 years ago? Was it 13 years ago? 2005, yes. Wow. Interviewed him, and he was a good interview, and I read his books, and I liked Kitchen Confidential. I thought it was, at that time, a, a terrific book. He kind of went back and said he, he wished that, he hadn't written some of the things that were in that book, but I, I just wonder whether all the things that he saw in his, in his travels, whether, I don't know whether it's could be some kind of post-traumatic stress disorder or, I mean, he saw a lot of nasty things and heard about a lot of nasty things and saw a lot of levels of poverty and, I don't know. It just, I mean, to the point where people get that, that's the only uh, way out. That's the only way to end their mental pain is to take their their own life. Um, some people call it selfishness. Other people call it courageous. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. we can talk about that as the afternoon wears on as well. Let's see. Uh, we can talk about the president meeting with the dictator. of This guy's got a real affection for dictators. I don't know what it is about uh, not liking our friends and allies. He's pissed off, you know, oh, Canada yeah. and mm-hmm. our, you know, people who have been our allies and strong supporters of the United States since the end of World War II. But he's got this capacity. I don't know what it is unless Putin's got something on him. But uh, he's he, he he you know he loves these. You know, North North Korea is the uh, worst dictatorship on the face of the planet, and this guy's got some kind of an affection now, as he has an affection for Putin, it seems, and that piss, pissing off Canada. Why would you poop on Canada? I don't understand that at all. I mean, in the language that's used, and then he's got these, uh, you know, advisors who are on the Sunday talk shows using language. I mean, it's just, you know, one question, you know, what's appropriate and inappropriate? I mean, you're calling the leader of 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 an allied nation, you know, weak or this. And, you know, I think he does this when he feels uh, when he feels insecure. I think that's essentially, and I uh, think Justin Trudeau, he's young, he's progressive, he's good-looking, and I think that affects Donald Trump. I really think that uh, that bothers him. Oh, uh, let's see. I saw Game Night, the movie. Game Night. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Any good? Funny. Yeah. 
It's funny. Have you seen it? I have. My wife and I went to, in the movie theater. With uh, what's his name? Yes. Jason Bateman. And voice. what's her name? It's funny. And the dog. Rachel I mean, kind of, kind of, I thought yeah. a little really kind of funny, stupid at the end, but, yeah. it, but it was still funny. You went to a movie theater? And it's no, got, I saw it on pay-per-view. Oh, on pay-per-view. Jesse Plemons in it. And then I started watching uh, oh. Red Sparrow. <laughs> I got about 15 minutes into that and said, this is stupid. Damn it. This is oh, stupid. Did I you still, see the boobs? I wanted to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm so uh, I've seen boobs. You know, it's like <laughs> whatever. Um, I've seen my fair share of boobs in my life. It's not like oh my god, I gotta watch this movie, see more boobs. I mean, it's just. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> just really? Why well, speak of him writing down the time of three oh nine? Apparently, he, well, be, apparently he hasn't seen enough boobs to satisfy him. I've seen plenty so, of boobs. Yeah, I don't know how know. many. I wonder how many boobs you really see. Oh boy, I At don't want to know two. this. I don't want to know this. <laughs> yeah, three. sorry, well, you know, Hereditary oh. is getting the big, uh, supposed to be the scariest movie oh, yeah. in years that oh. just opened up. Eh. Have you seen it? No, I. I normally don't uh, uh, enjoy well or go for those kind of movies. It's anymore. not a slasher movie. It's more of a psychological Suspen- sixth sense type of. That's movie. That's what I like because what I really liked was uh, a quiet place. Then I that's in the genre. This oh, okay. is the, the, these are the new yeah. if you want to call them scary movies for adults mm. instead Ooh. of the slasher movies. More people suspense. jumping out of closets and things like that. <gasps> they say it's uh, from what I've read, absolutely terrifying. Mm. Let's see what else. Tomorrow, of course, is the what second anniversary of the Pulse Massacre. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of uh, media outlets are uh, going to be doing things to, uh, you back. know, yeah. look back and uh, memorialize all this. Uh, this program will not be doing anything. The only thing I would ask people in your reflection on the Pulse tragedy is just try to do something nice for somebody tomorrow. Well, try to do nice. Something nice for somebody every single day if you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe tomorrow in reflection, but I'm not doing any retrospective. I'm not running any tapes from two years ago. I'm not talking to anybody. It's just uh, uh, I find many members of the media, not all, but some members of the media use opportunities like this to do a look at me, look at me, look at us um, type of programming. You know, are we wonderful because we're focusing on this uh, tragedy? I knew what happened. I was here. We were on the air, I don't know for how many hours, the day that that happened. Mm-hmm. And we were tied into it for many days, if not weeks, after it happened in some form or fashion. So, I mean, but if that's what people need and if that's what people want, that's fine. This program will not be doing that tomorrow. I don't know what we'll be doing tomorrow, but that will not that will not be part of it unless I just say, hey, today's the second anniversary of the Pulse tragedy. My recommendation, try to do something nice for people. Uh, the Lions got uh, their ass kicked. <clears throat> uh, by Vancouver, that wasn't pretty. Oh, the first seventy minutes were good. It wasn't. A, it wasn't pretty at all. So four to one ultimately, or f- five to five two. To, five two. Five something. Yeah. Five two. So uh, I see you didn't make the end either. No. <laughs> so uh, and then there's another road game. It's ugh, I don't know. Yeah, well, hope springs eternal. I mean, that's what you hope springs eternal. This well, Wednesday. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Back to Canada. So going to be, to- it's going to be uh, okay. Let me take a little break. Plenty of things to talk about this afternoon. Uh, everything from the Triple Crown to Anthony Bourdain to uh, the Lions to Pulse to whatever you want to do. We'll leave it up to you and we'll leave it up to me. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. She's got the news that ain't 
Go check of the news. Here's Mo. Oh, Jim, there is a hostage situation that has been going on since midnight. So we're now at about 15 hours in to a standoff. It is ongoing, according to Orlando Police Chief uh, Mina. Um, that what started out as a domestic battery. The woman runs out, tries to get help. The police come to see what's the story at the apartment. Right. And um, through the closed door, uh, the suspect in an apartment with four children shoots through the door, injures an OPD officer. His colleagues rush him in the back of a patrol car. Forget the ambulance. They're not waiting. They put him in the patrol car, rush him to ORMC, and he has surgery and is now out critically injured. Um, the officer has just been named as Kevin Valencia. He is recovering after surgery today. He is in critical condition. We also now know the name of the suspect who is holding four kids in there. They are uh, they range in age from one to 12 years old. Uh, two of them are his. Two of them are hers. Uh, and his name, we now know, is Gary Lindsay Jr. Come on, Gary. Come on, buddy. Come on, Gary. Come let's out with just, your hands uh, up. You know, if you're listening to the program, let's just call it off. Mm. You know? Yeah. Let's just, you know. Right. Let's just all settle down a little bit, all right? Main concern is for the children in that apartment. My first thought is, who's feeding them? Who's changing the diaper of the of the baby? Who's in charge of all that? Oh, uh, Gary, you're yeah. in enough trouble as it is. Let's just get this all settled down. Right. You know? Let's try to make sure nobody else gets hurt, mm-hmm. including you. Correct. Uh, other pe- everybody in his building, in that building yeah. of this big apartment complex, have been evacuated. They were standing in the street for probably eight hours. I saw them this morning, eight a.m. In their pajamas. Yeah, they were told they were rustled out of bed, and since he was in the apartment and armed, obviously, they said you all need to get out, not Ugh. just in the parking lot, but go across to the fast food place and stand over there. So they took they took their pets, they took their children, they grabbed a couple of items, and everybody in the building had to go across the way. Uh, it, it's still not is set. It's still not uh, on, you know, resolved. But we are going to keep our eye on it, and we'll let you know what happens. I'm most worried about the kids. In that apartment, just me. All right, about the neighbors, too. Yeah, now I know that they're out of their place, too, so that's no good. Standing there in their bare feet. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully they could put shoes on. Flip-flops or something. And what do they do if Stand they have to go to their work? their nightgowns. Exactly. Right. This one lady time said, to pick up their phone to call the boss, say, hey, not for nothing, but I can't make I'm it in today. Standing in the street, yeah. The um, one lady said she fell asleep on her sofa watching the Yankees-Mets game last night. No! Wait, right? Wakes up oh, yeah. to the people, police banging on her door saying, you got to leave. What so, happened to me? Oh, what do you mean? I watched the Tonys, oh, and I forgot that no. the Yankees were playing the Mets on Subway. TV. Oh, oh, my God. Even I watched it. Oh, I watched it. And I watched the Tonys. Son of a bitch. Ridiculous. Even I watched the Mets game. Even I watched Reality just hit me so hard, I yelped. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> No Yankees game, no Westworld, no. no watched... Oh, I forgot. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, look, he's turning into a. I forgot Broadway. the password. In Jack's defense, Bruce Springsteen was on the Tonys. And they yeah, made okay. me wait until the very, very end. end. Goes yeah. to a couple of shows, and all of a sudden it's jazz hands. Oh. <laughs> uh, I will tell you, Governor Scott is weighing in on this hostage thing. Um, he is saying it's, of course, a terrible situation, this yeah. and that. And he says. Our law enforcement officers, you know, have to have all of our support. 
Um, the SWAT team is still on the scene, and I'll just let you know if I hear anything new. Orlando area motorists. All right, don't take, come out, Governor. Uh, let's, uh, that's fine. He's but trying to get in on this. You know? Yeah, let's not make this into a political ploy to get votes, all right? We understand. Yeah, we appreciate it. Stay away. <laughs> don't interfere. Don't be Cops cheesy. Cops know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Orlando area motorists. Oh, my God. I heard this on the news yesterday and thought we're in for some couple of days What's between that? Maitland and Altamont Springs. They're closing down the entire highway between midnight and whenever, you know, they say 5 or 6 a.m. One time westbound, one time eastbound between Altamont and Maitland. Ugh. Smack rush hour going. It was, oh, my word. Well, uh, they are putting up. That whole exchange is all brand new, of course, as they do the I-4 Ultimate experience. And they're putting up new, is the word girders? What are those called? Yeah, Gir- girders. Not dirters. That's the thing no, from paper girders. towels. No, girders. go this way. That's what it is. They're as opposed the- to pilings. Oh, yeah. Oh, who could forget piling? They say girders. Yeah, you get a pound of piling in. That's what How do you the, get a girder uh, in there? Well, you, with rivets. Yeah, and welding. Ooh, ooh. Man's work, you know. Uh, let's see. Not really. We will have a new governor. You know how to weld? Uh, no. no. You ever tried? No, no. I'd like it's to not learn. not as easy as it might look. I believe that. I think that's a finesse you thing. You want to learn? I would like to. I got somebody who can teach you. Yeah, you, you want to be a, like a qualified welder? Yeah, I'll go uh, to tech school. It, t- it takes about 2,000 hours, I think. Uh-oh. <laughs> hmm. Oh, boy. I can handle it. You can. It's more than no. one type of welding, too. Yeah, TIG, MIG. TIG, MIG. Yeah, there's TIG, MIG. TIG, MIG. TAC welds. Oh, he Correct. knows some Thornton. He does. Don't, he does. Be, don't he even get me started language. on underwater welding. Mm. Makes some big money underwater welding. There's oh, a, yeah, bro. There's a big debate tonight down in Fort Lauderdale. All of the governor... Uh, John the Morgan de- and Rick Scott? No. The oh. Democrats <laughs> who are running to be governor, uh, including Miami Beach Mayor, or former Miami Beach Mayor Philip Levine, Congresswoman and daughter of former Florida Governor Gwen, uh, Bob Graham, Gwen Graham, Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum, Winter Park business guy Chris King. They're all down there. They will square off tonight. Uh, it'll be streamed all over the place, and I think it's on public radio. I'm not positive. Speaking of Philip Levine, he is calling, as are several other Democratic candidates for governor, for marijuana legalization what? in Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says it's finally time to legalize pot. There's two here. of them now. Yeah, that's right. He says if elected, he will carefully... <laughs> Why not? Legalize the sale of this stuff for adults. Not? I mean, for goodness sake. You know, join the rest of the nation. Yep. Anyway, so that's that. All right. Let's hold that thought. <laughs> Mo's got more news. She's got the birthdays, mm. the food. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. forget that bonus round of Closeless to the Pin coming our way at the top of the hour. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Let's get back to the news, the food, the birthdays. Don't forget that bonus round of Closeless to the Pin at 4. Here's Mo. Thank you, Jim. Today is June 11, 2018. And today is, a, I think it's a pretty good day, and I'm not really even a fan of coconut, German chocolate cake day. I think it's chocolate cake. It's got a little coconut, right? Isn't that the Yeah, stuff? I got that the makes sprinkles of coconut. Yeah. That's what makes it German chocolate? Yeah. 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 German coconut. It, no, but I that? think it's a special no. uh, icing, too. Oh, is it? It's that light brown icing with the shredded coconut on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't think a German chocolate cake can have dark chocolate. I don't know. No, milk chocolate? I don't know, I don't know exactly. German chocolate cake, good time. <laughs> Just saying. I have no idea. All right, well, fine. Do you like a piece of German <laughs> chocolate I made, cake? I made a pretty good living of that. It has a, light a coconutty brown, flavor. Uh, icing with shredded coconut. Some kind of coconut That's makes it I German know. chocolate. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be good, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> 
Jim, if you uh, <laughs> went to the beach over the weekend, which I know you did not. I tell you, I watch all those Anthony Bourdain shows. and like, You want to go somewhere, fam- don't you? No, I just get famously hungry. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I know, right? Jeez. Uh, Especially uh, when it's eating those noodles, you know, in Asia. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. that stuff. Jack, jellyfish. Jellyfish in Volusia County. Good for you. Woo. Points. Uh, they had so many. 600 people treated over there just over the weekend in Volusia. Oh, man. Over the weekend. The current is bringing these guys closer to shore, the jellyfish. Got to take some and, meat tenderizer with and, you. Yeah, that Adolph's meat tenderizer. <laughs> Adolph. Meat tenderizer. Uh, they say that the tent. Would you rather that, Moira, or someone urinate on your. Oh, steak? I don't think I want someone, no, making pee pee on my. No. Mm-mm. You got jellyfish on the East Coast. You got red tide on the West Coast. Yeah. Ah. We got an environmental problem here, Jim. Amoebas in the lakes. Ah. Oh, goes up your nose. Prices at the gas pump, though, continue to head in a downward direction. AAA reports the average statewide for a gallon is $2.80. That's down six cents from last week. Most expensive, as always, Boca Raton. See, muy bien. Uh-huh. Uh, Miami is just a penny behind. The cheapest gas is Punta Gorda and Orlando at two seventy or two seventy one. Tomorrow, the uh, memorial for Pulse. Yeah. Uh, two year, two years out. Uh, prayer ribbons will be back on display. Uh, they were made by a Massachusetts-based nonprofit. Um, they um, are installing these uh, ribbons outside of City Hall in remembrance of the forty-nine souls killed at Pulse t- two years ago. Tomorrow, take a five-mile radius five from miles. the uh, Pulse nightclub, mm-hmm. and how many shootings have there been in um, oh. since then? Mm-mm. Not sure. You think a handful? Five, five mile Miles radius. Out? I don't know. Five mile radius from the Pulse nightclub. I understand. How many shootings since that time? I don't know. Handful? Maybe a dozen? No idea. Not a clue. Do you know, or are you just I do know. throwing it out? Oh. No, I, well, I, I do know. I think between five and 12. I'm going to go 50. I'm going to go 17. I'm going to go 169. Mm. <laughs> shootings, not fatalities, right? Just shootings. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, these there people are dead. Been... Just saying. You know, somebody shot in the pinky mm, or shoots, you know, I don't know. Okay. Speaking of, okay. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. You're saying, well, I think there's five. I think there's 12. I think there's 15. I just told you 169 shootings. Unbelievable. Shootings in a five mile radius of the Pulse nightclub in the past two years. That number is shocking. So in Brevard, uh, and I used to do this as well, if you go out into the county, there's some, you know, area there where. Used to use for target practice. Yeah, it's near I ninety five. I saw that some idiot was shooting. Hit but a kid towards the highway. It went through the window of a vehicle and hitting Jeez. a kid in the head. A nine year old boy is yeah. now recovering at home. He's after okay. His head was grazed by a stray <laughs> bullet. Yeah, that's the next story, Jack. Good for you. Oh, that's okay. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, right. they say that it came from some <laughs> private land where they do target shooting and um speaking of shooting yeah they yeah. grabbed into uh yeah they they call, uh, hauled in some people for questioning no word yet on practical charges they had a cocktail contest down in the key, w- key west actually on average how many americans uh die every day from uh from shootings either being shot or suicide ooh 112 no oh, way more than i would think more than that on average on average 78 Fifty? Ninety-six. Okay. Two-thirds of them are suicides. Mm -hmm. Why'd you say way more than that, then guess less than that? Way more than... He said 112, then you go 98 or whatever. Yeah, I said less. 78. (laughs) As I was thinking about it, I thought, eh, that's not right. 
Uh, yeah, they made a perfect beverage down there, and they ended up making, uh, they had a cocktail contest. Uh, it was a Washington, D.C. bartender that took home something called the McDaniel's Aqua Concoction. It had blueberry vodka, key lime juice, and that was the winner down in Key West. Yeah. Uh, you talked about the horse uh, Justify. Now the owner of two other horses in the Belmont Stakes are questioning whether Justify had a little help what do you mean? on the way to the Triple Crown. Mike Rapoli tells the New York Post that it seems like the horse Restoring Hope was more like an offensive lineman and Justify was the running back trying to score a touchdown. Restoring Hope, the second horse, uh, broke out of the gate quickly in Saturday's race and was second near mm-hmm. Justify for a good chunk of it and then fell back. The owner of Restoring Hope declined to comment to the New York Post when asked if the horse was used to block for Justify. Well, it, so was it the same? Both were Bob Baffert, same trainer know. or I, same I, owner? I don't know. That, well, there was a connection to Justify. I don't oh, know if it right? was either same trainer or same owner. Okay, so there's yeah. some talk Baffert had now. two horses in the race. If yeah. it was this restoring hope, it was like, oh, hey, box everybody out. And you know, by, horse, I don't know. That horse had it from, from right. coming out right of the gate. Right from the gate, yeah. There's a new salmonella outbreak in the United States, so watch out if you buy at any grocery cut-up melons, uh, cantaloupe, or honeydew, or any of that. Uh, 60 people over the weekend were infected in eight different states. Ma'am, and I, might I talk to you about your melons? <laughs> if they're <laughs> pre-cut, me? watermelon, cantaloupe, honeydew, fruit salad, anytime you get any of that in a pre-cubed up stuff. Not a big uh, melon. Uh, oh, you're not? Nah, never. Not never. watermelon either? Yeah, watermelon's okay, yeah, it's all right, but... Uh... That honeydew. Mm. I got a little What's nervous. The green one. That's honeydew. What's the orangey yeah. type one? Cantaloupe. 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 That's I like cantaloupe stuff. better. Better. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Red one is the water. That's the prosciutto. water of melon. A little melon. prosciutto. A little, uh, you know. With cantaloupe. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's no, a good time. No, you people. No, it's good. What are you talking about? Good. You wrap uh, prosciutto around a piece of cantaloupe. Yeah, that's yeah, a good time. That's abominable. I've only had that stuff at fancy parties. Oh, go. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Uh, President Trump and Kim Jong-un will meet alone at the Singapore summit. Uh, this will happen before a separate meeting, including officials from both sides of that. But there's no word on how long this private chit-chat will last. It will begin nine. Well, it's nine o'clock tonight Eastern, but it's nine o'clock at a.m. Tuesday over there. Now, Dennis Rodman is, has arrived in Singapore. Why? No word on what he's doing there, but it's... Common yeah. ground, Jim. He's Just someone who knows both people. Just he to does. say hello. He does. He was on The Celebrity Apprentice with Trump, so Trump knows Dennis Rodman. And, of course, he's been to North Korea several times with his best bud, BFF, Kim Jong-un. So he is sort of the middle man in all of this, and he's there. I saw him this morning. He had a toothpick. If you know you're on TV, Dennis, not for nothing... Take out the toothpick. Five, ten years ago, if someone told you that this meeting between these three people were happening. You'd laugh, right? (laughs) Yeah. You would say, what are you, nuts? You're high? You'd say, we're doomed. That's true. (laughs) It's this problem with Canada. What's this all about? I mean, what's... uh, It'd be so nasty to Justin Trudeau. I don't know. I mean, is the point just to piss everybody off? Yeah. Maybe. Who have been our friends and allies for the past 70 well, years. Well, Obama was friends with Canada, so he well, can't be. They're probably bad now. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, might be right. I, I don't know. He, he he pissed all over a whole bunch of them over the weekend. I mean, for well, what? For, for, I, don't, I don't understand the purpose. I don't understand what's to be gained. I mean, are, are Americans really pissed off at Canada? Or are they really, be really no. pissed off at Germany to the point that... You know, we put our stamp of approval on this asshat making these kinds of mm. remarks. For what reason? I understand the reason. I'm coining the phrase, he had a Trumper tantrum. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't think he understands free trade. I think I might understand a little bit more than what? he does, and I don't understand it. Oh, boy. 
They're changing the name of IHOP, Jim, to IHOB. What? Instead of IHOP, I-H-O-P, International House of Pancakes. Yes. They're changing it to I-H-O-B. Now we know the B <gasps> means... Ooh, bacon. No, burgers. Oh. oh. Way to keep uh, us in suspense, Bob. Uh, no. They are changing the name. Starting today, the name changed. They thought... I thought it was... International House of Breakfast, or I thought exactly. bacon would have been right. No, it's burgers, um, and they say it's only temporary. Oh. They're going to go back to IHOP. Lame. Uh, yeah. They're throwing some burgers out there just to see if it flies. I IHOP? It sounds gross. I don't know, IHOP. It sounds like slob. I don't know. Something about it doesn't blob. sound... Blob. Yeah, ew, you're a blob if you eat it, IHOP. Knob. Ew, I don't like it. Knob. Uh, yeah. Job. I knob. I know. No, it's hub. Mark that. H-O-B. Hub. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Well, H-O-B to me is House of Blues. I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know. It bothers me. The whole thing bothers yeah, me. We're talking about it. And now it's not International House of Breakfast or Pancakes. It's it's, it's a v. beautiful marketing campaign. I don't know. It's I had a pan- pancake yesterday. It was absolutely. Pancake. Yeah, I had a pancake in a long time. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as good as French toast, but it's a good time. French toast is good. When French- it's French toast time. Yeah, yeah, well, Sunday, French pan- toast. Pancakes are better. French toast. Oh, no. More people are eating pancakes than French toast. I like 100%. French toast way better, and a, probably a waffle in the middle there somewhere. Yeah, well, you're French toast, waffle, pancake. Pancake is the working man's breakfast. Maybe. That's, that's true. I don't dislike a pancake, but I think it's mm-hmm. French toast, waffle, pancake. If you're ranking those three delicious breakfast options, you know, if you have to pick one. What are you, nuts? Nope. Yeah, no, French toast nuts? way above. French toast way above. Eh. Why? Way better because you like Why? French people. No. Unbelievable. No, it's just better. It's more manageable. I'd it's go easier. Pancake, waffle, French toast. Oh come on! I go waffle, pancake, French toast. French toast, the bottom. Good one. Yeah. Even if you get six triangles, you're crazy. I'm just that quantity. It's not quantity as good. Is quality. Mm-mm. That's delicious. Yeah, it's a waffle, pancake, French toast. French yeah. toast at the bottom? No. Yes. yes. Pancakes. Yes. No. Yeah, at like the that. end of the day, you're still just eating bread with syrup on it. That's no, why it's always, egg. That's why they always put the French same. toast underneath. It's always pancake, either pancake or waffle, and then French toast. Yeah. No, sir. French toast is never at the top of the list. Say, Drew, I only think waffle, waffle gets bumped up over pancake because it's harder to make. It's more of a pain in the ass, and you need special equipment. Yeah, that's, that's what true. Really, I think that's French what, toast, you don't need special equipment. You need bread and an egg. Yeah, Perfect. That's why it's, it's so that, nothing. Yeah, that's so good. complicated. Mm, so good. Eh. As far as a culinary. That's true. Cuisine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did culinary you Culinary know- cuisine, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> that's double trouble. I don't really know. Uh, the Supreme Court has decided today, Jim, that states will be allowed to take you off the rolls yeah. if you haven't voted in a year. Uh, it, ha- it came from Ohio, this, this case. Um, it, oh, wait, in two years. Uh, and for not returning your notice, if they send you a notice that you haven't voted and in one year you'll be bumped off, uh, if you don't return it, then you also are bumped off. The high court's conservative majority prevailed. It was five to four. Uh, and the rule is now that states will be allowed to purge you if you are an inactive voter, if you haven't voted in two years. Uh, the opponents warned that this ruling could fuel organized efforts to either suppress voter turnout so then they can say you won't vote it. You haven't voted. Oh, you're off. And there's an obligation on the state, I believe, to inform new voters when they register. Uh, the you rule. need to pay attention yeah. to this. And then they have an obligation to tell the rest of the communities on the voter rules. Right. Yeah, uh, just uh, pass a law willy-nilly and then don't tell anybody. That's a way of getting people out yeah, of there. Of course yeah. it is. Uh, poor people, minority people. Anyway, disenfranchised voters. Lazy of people. 
Yeah, if you don't vote in the primaries or, you know, whatever, every other year. Um, the number one movie at the box office was Ocean's 8, Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Rihanna in it yeah. as well. Summertime. $41 million in its debut week. Mm. Solo, a Star Wars story, fell to second. That was only $15 million. Ooh. Deadpool was third. Ooh. Hereditary and Avengers rounded out the weekend's top five. Hereditary is the one they're talking about. Mm-mm. The movie yes. I saw wasn't even in the top five. What? I kn- kind of suspected it when there were only five people in the theater oh, when I went you. on opening night. What are you, when you're going to arts films? What yeah. are you doing? Not, you go watching the Tonys? No. Jeez. I wanted something original, so I went to Hotel Artemis, as opposed to the, the 12th Oceans movie ever made. This is the only one with women, right? No, Isn't there were the women in girl? all of them. No, but they're all women. You know, I thought yeah. it was only oh, ladies. There's no George Clooney in this. No, thing. it's too bad, isn't it? It's, mm. it's so is too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it would be I, sexist to go to the movie because it's only because it was women. Mm. Anthony Bourdain's body is still <laughs> right? stuck. Yes, his body, Jim, is still stuck in France, where he committed suicide on Friday. The 61-year-old's uh, mother. No. Mm-hmm. Said, the French government will not allow his body to be shipped back to the U.S. They've asked to have it shipped back here. Well, maybe he doesn't uh, want to be. Maybe, due maybe to that's formalities. in his will if he has one. Uh, maybe he wants no, to be buried seen, in France. They haven't seen that yet. Or but, Vietnam. Or his, wi- his wife or his girlfriend maybe has uh, some other ideas. Well, let's get that settled first before they ship him all over the place like James Brown. Yeah, put him on ice. He was in the country filming an episode of Parts Unknown in in France, um, his body found by another chef, Eric. Is yeah, his best home? friend. Yeah, he's the one, the chef that was on that a lot. episode with uh, when they were in Marseille. I was watching that last mm-hmm. night or the, one, the night before. Yeah, he's the yeah. chef who found him. And they were trekking <laughs> through some place. Another fishing trip. Yeah, it was someplace <laughs> yeah. cold, and they were like, "Oh my god, it sounded miserable." And I watched uh, the one where he was in uh, uh, P-Town in Maine, which the the, yeah. the tip of Maine there. They got to start. But they were talking about the heroin epidemic mm-hmm. there and how it you know also uh, came out of opioid addiction. Yes. Got his demons. It was more than food. That's what I liked about the show. Vince Vaughn. That one, yeah. That was, it, uh, yes. He was a great storyteller. He was a great writer. You know, he had the he had the woo. I think a lot of it had to do with his his voice and his looks and his knowledge, his intelligence, and, and you know all those Bad things. Boy, too, I think sarcastic. Yeah, I think there's a yeah, little bit yeah. of. A, but do you see the one where he's in Marseille? Yeah. Did you see at the end when they're out? They're having kind of a picnic. Didn't get that far at the end. There's something about where, at least to me, he was. What I don't want to say yeah. manic, but I mean, he was just really. Kind of wound up. Uh-oh. Oh, when it was just the two of them in the car. Oh, they kept saying how. It was how, a wound up. Yeah. We're not going to. We'll be responsible. We'll only. About driving. Talking yeah. About, yeah. Oh. Actor, it made me, I, it made me well, sad. I think he was drunk. It made me very sad. He did drink a lot on that I show. I think he was drunk in that scene. That's what I he I think he's been drunk in a lot of the Yeah, episodes. a lot of the scenes. But he, he admits it. Actor uh, Vince Vaughn is in hot water. Speaking of drinking. Uh, he um, was taken into custody on suspicion of drunk driving. That doesn't surprise me. Happened after Vince was pulled over at a DUI checkpoint out in California. He's got that look. <laughs> uh, he? He's, you know, from the wedding crashers. Yeah, you know, he's he just got that look. Oh, yeah. yeah. Adorable. You know, I was thinking of Vin Diesel. No, no, no. Wedding crashers. Vince Vaughn. And I was like, well, I don't think that's true about Vin Diesel. And then when Vince Vaughn, I'm like, oh, yeah, he definitely Vince has Vaughn. that. Yeah. Vaughn was yeah, pretty good in that second season of True Detective. That's true. Is that him? Play the casino owner. Oh, he was yes. good, but the whole season itself sucked. I agree with that, but he was good. Correct. So the shootout scene was good. They had that big with gun all the battle. cars and yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that was the, the highlight. Might have been the highlight of that second season. Like at the, the Tonys movie. last night, there were so many things I could tell you about. One of them is that they honored the uh, choir from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Uh, they performed right. uh, there. And uh, that was a really big deal uh, last night for them and for people. They got a standing ovation. That was kind of nice. Also a standing O for Robert De Niro, not holding back his feelings toward the Trumpster. Uh, he was supposed to introduce Bruce Springsteen. And boy, oh boy, did he drop the curse words. Drop the F-bomb. Uh, he did. He also said there needs to be more transparency in government. His comments were unscripted and unexpected, and it was on network TV, so of course they had to... Bleep. Well, they dumped him here in the States, but in Australia, yeah. there. Ah! Uh, good day, mate. Oh, boy, and beep, There beep, goes them damn beep. Broadway elites again. Mm-hmm. Artsy, you know, artsy, fartsy crowd. Uh, By the way, P-Town is in Massachusetts. I, if I said Maine, it was... Provincetown. Provincetown. That's, That's right. On the it's yeah. way out. That yeah. was his first job in a kitchen. A lot of lesbians in that town. Oh, is that so... Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Broadway yeah, lesbians flocked to that town. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that, well, he, but it's been that way for decades. But he said in the town. '70s he felt like it was a gay town, and he was there at their, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, pleasure. Mm-hmm. One of the other things from the Tonys is that the number one Broadway musical leading actor, leading actress, and best musical of the year went to a musical called The Band's Visit, which I never heard of before last night. No, all seven <laughs> awards. If it was up for something, it won it. Uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was kind of good. All right, let's do some birthdays. Uh, 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 okay, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> How old is that kid? He's, uh, 38. So just do it! No way. Make your dreams come true! I have no He's idea. gotta be 28. Oh, wow. Damn it. Oh, uh, somewhere in between 33. Jack, 32. I'll take it, points! Well, he looks younger. Oh. Happy, happy birthday! How about... How about... Joe Montana. No. Joe Montana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, let's say Joe Montana is now 63. Ooh, really? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's a guess. I'll Make, go, older. Ooh, older. John, oh, Joe Montana. I think older. It was the 80s when he was I'll the man. I can him in, so I'll go 61. What did you say, Jack? I said 63. Do it. Uh, Come on, 62. be a man. 62. On the dot pink. Oh, oh my God. God. Yes. Why you gave it to him? What's wrong with you? That's not supposed to be how this game works, ladies and gentlemen. My how to turn That was funny. How rude. How awesome. How about Peter Dinklage? Game of Thrones. Yes. He's having a half birthday today. 41. What? Oh, my God. That's terrible. 41. 41, you said. I think he's older. 47. 49. On the dot, Jackson, yes. 49. And that's the lot he died. Take a little break. Just call me Moira. Open up the lines. Uh, we'll pick one of you at random to play against Pinkman and a bonus round of Closest to the Pit next on Real Radio 104.1. We like girls from the East Coast because they're trouble. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And we like girls from the West Coast because they don't know any better. I'm telling you, this is totally normal. Honest. Real Radio 104.1. From... And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! That's right, Sean's on the line. He'll play against Pinkman in this bonus round of closest to the pin. If Sean wins, he gets that You Matter business card that guarantees him 
good fortune for the rest of his life should Sean lose bad luck for 24 hours. Mr. Pinkman, please head to the soundproof booth. We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap. Let's get this end your way. Sean, how are you today? Good, sir. And yourself? Very well, thank you. I have 10 questions for you, including the famous crow question at the end. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Here we go. Countdown. Keep score for Sean. In three, two, one, begin. Sean Justify won the Triple Crown on Saturday, but the horse called War Admiral won the Triple Crown in what year? Uh, that was only seven years ago, uh, 2011. The famed British War Admiral Horatio Nelson died in the Battle of Trafalgar in what year? 1970, no, 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 1964. Nelson Mandela led the South African anti-apartheid movement and died in what year? Mandela? Yeah. Uh, he died in 2099. What's the population of South Africa? Uh, there's 1.6 million. Before it was a movie, the book called Out of Africa was first published in what year? 1976. The Out of Africa, the movie with Meryl Streep and Robert Redford, was released in 1985. The movie runs how many minutes? 127 minutes. The movie called The African Queen starred the iconic actor Humphrey Bogart, who died in 1957 at what age? He was 66. The RMS Queen Mary was a luxury ocean liner but retired at dock in Los Angeles. In feet, how long is the Queen Mary? 321 feet. The movie was called There's Something About Mary and was released in what year? 2001. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Cameron Diaz was a crow in San Diego, her birthplace, she would have to fly how many miles to reach Yuma, Arizona? Two, no, 311. Time. Mr. Payton's mm-hmm. coming back in. I see him. Yeah. I don't think time's going to be real Shouldn't be too difficult here. Today's game. You'll see. You never know. We'll see, won't I, we? Um, we'll just see, won't we? Want to bet on it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, nope. Mr. Pingman, if you'll roll the dice to determine your handicap, we set it at 18. Whatever number you roll, we'll ta- take off 18. That will be your handicap. Okie dokie. Here we go. Oh, boy. Uh, Six. There we go. Mm-hmm. I have ten questions for you, including the crow question. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Count down and keep score for Mr. Pink. Sure. In three, two, one, begin. Pinky Justify won the Triple Crown on Saturday, but the horse called War Admiral won the Triple Crown in what year? 1978. The famed British War Admiral Horatio Nelson died in the Battle of Trafalgar in what year? Uh, 1878. Nelson Mandela led the South African anti-apartheid movement and died in what year? 2009. What's the population of South Africa? Uh, 12 million. Before it was a movie, the book called Out of Africa was first published in what year? 1941. Out of Africa, the movie with Meryl Streep and Robert Redford was released in 1985. That movie runs how many minutes? 131. The movie called African Queen starred the iconic actor Humphrey Bogart, who died in 1957 at what age? 
70. The RMS Queen Mary was a luxury ocean liner, but retired at dock in Los Angeles. In feet, how long is the Queen Mary? 312. The movie was called There's Something About Mary and was released in what year? 2001. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Cameron Diaz was a crow in San Diego, her birthplace, she would have to fly how many miles to reach Yuma, Arizona? That would be 312 miles. Time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Time. Mm. Let's score this game. War Admiral won the Triple Crown of what year? Sean said. 2011. And Pinkman. 78. 1937. Ooh, whoops, Pinkman. No one should get a point. <laughs> the famed British War Admiral Horatio Nelson died in the Battle of Trafalgar in what year? Sean said. 1964. Yeah, what war was that, I wonder? I don't know. I, you know. Anyway, sure. Pinkman said? 1878. 1805. Pinkman's two up. Nelson Mandela died in what year, Sean said? 99. Pinkman. 09. 2013. Pinkman, 30. What's the population of South Africa, Sean said? 1.6 million. And Pinkman. 12 million. 56 million. Okay. All right. The Here book called go. Out of Africa, first published in what year? Sean said. 76. And Pinkman. 41. 1937. Pinkman. The movie nothing. Out of Africa runs. That's a real tearjerker. Oh, yeah. That movie runs how many minutes? Sean said. They were close on this one. He said 127. Pinkman said 131. 161. Oh, Pinkman. Dang, you got that that's too. That's a long movie. Yeah, it's good, though. Yeah. At least for its time. Mm hmm. The movie called The African Queen uh, starred Humphrey Bogart. He died in 57 at what age? Sean said. 66. And Pinkman. 70. He died at the age of 57. Sean is on the board, 6 to 1. Lung cancer, I believe. The RMS Queen Mary, a luxury liner. It's in dry dock, not in dry dock, but a dock in Los Angeles. In feet, how long is the Queen Mary? Sean said. 321. Pinkman. 312. No, it's 1,019 feet. That means Sean has two points now. The movie called There's Something About Mary was released in what year? Sean said. Well, they both said 2001, Jim. 1998. Okay, so it's seven to three. All right, Sean. This is your only chance, buddy. Get it within 25, it went out right. If Cameron Diaz was a crow in San Diego, her birthplace, she would have to fly how many miles to reach Yuma, Arizona? Sean said. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Sean said 311, and Pinkman said one more mile, 312. <laughs> in fact, Cameron Diaz would have to fly 206 miles to fly from oh. San Diego to Yuma. Well, we give it to Sean, but Pinkman wins the game. Sorry, Sean. Your bad luck starts right now. Ouch. Yes. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. So do you want to know about the Battle of Trafalgar? Trafalgar. Trafalgar. Off Spain? Yes. In uh, the 21st of October, 1805, it was a naval engagement between the British Royal Navy against the combined fleets of the French and Spanish navies. During the War of the Third Coalition of the Napoleonic Wars. Oh. So there. It is considered the most decisive naval battle of the war. Mm. Uh, and it was the English led by, as Jim mentioned, uh, uh, Nelson. The Admiral. Yeah. Admiral Nelson, uh, without losing a ship and sinking, I believe, about uh, 20 of the the French and Spain ships. Trafalgar Square, Square is a is giant London, monument yeah. to uh, Admiral Nelson, I believe. And if uh, Daryl Payne's listening, he can text me. But I think he faces the uh, River Thames. 
Mm. As he should. And during the battle, Nelson was I actually think. shot by a Maybe French musketeer. Palace, I don't know. Oh, one way, well, at least facing one way or another. Something. A French musketeer got uh, Admiral Nelson. Musketeer. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, there were three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I knew that. Yeah. That's a good movie, too, but the, the, the one with... Uh, George Hamilton? No. Oh. Orlando Bloom. Points. No, the one before that. Oh, the one with uh, the one that was uh, the guy that was in the movie with. Um... Snap your fingers, you'll remember it. Come on, snap! That helps you. Come on, ready? What was the uh, the movie with Minnie Me? Uh, Austin Powers. Yeah, but it was the English actor. Mike Myers. No, no he's Canadian. He's, not he's Canadian. <laughs> Tim Curry. I think he was in the. Maybe he was in the second one. Uh, there's one from '93 yeah. that starred Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell. No, no, no. Before that, it's the one with Raquel Welch and oh, Richard man. Chamberlain and oh. uh, Charlton Heston. It's absolutely terrific. As a matter of fact, they had to make two movies. They shot so much film mm. that they made two movies out of it. What? The first one's excellent. The opening is a classic. Ah, I found it. Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed, it? the late Oliver Reed. Oh, Oliver oh Christopher Stone. Lee. The oh, great Christopher Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Michael York. Michael That's York. That's what I was Michael York, yeah. The British one, yeah. Played D'Artagnan, I believe. Mm-hmm. Points. Ha! <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Get excited, well, okay. why don't you? Point. Stinking point. I know. Know, I know. A little bit about a lot of things. Uh-huh. That's all. And, and I have a lot of people asking me about the for a recipe for German chocolate cake. I don't really have that. I'm looking it up. Just use sauerkraut. Ew. If you can't find coconut. German. Shredded coconut. Okay. It's a it's... layered chocolate cake from the United States, mind you. What? Filled and topped with a coconut pecan frosting. Ah, coconut pecan frosting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It owes its name to an English-American chocolate maker named Samuel German. Get it? German chocolate cake. No kidding. Yeah, who developed this formula for putting all that stuff. What year was that? I'm looking uh, in. uh, I don't know. No, that's something. No, 1852. He developed that for. I don't think it's. I don't think German chocolate cake really goes well with a scoop of ice cream. I think it's all by itself. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. Milk. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. As Either opposed way. to no. other other cakes oh. that go very well with ice cream. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. Ask not what your country can do for you. And the agony of defeat. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Are we supposed to not eat a Chick-fil-A because it's Pride Month? I'm trying to figure out this uh, thing going on with Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. Let me try to figure that out. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. I was wondering because I, you know, that's my dinner plans for this evening, so I'm not sure how oh, I'm boy. supposed well, to. Well, there's a lot this. of public shaming going on yeah. now with Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey raked over the coals for eating at Chick Fil A during Pride Month because of the fast food chain owner's opposition to gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that story developed. Jack Dorsey Jim? gay is he part of the? I, what, I don't know. I, I don't know one way or the other. It's a sandwich. Mm. As we get that details, we will work on that in our newsroom as we also get you up to date on the hostage situation here in Orlando. 
uh, still going on. An uh, uh, officer was shot uh, last night. Let's get the uh, details from First Chief Mina. Put in his paperwork for retirement. However, he is still OPD chief through November. So uh, here he is with this uh, press conference updating everyone on what's happening in this situation. At about 11.45 hours last night, officers responded to the Westbrook Apartments off of Eaglesmere uh, for a domestic dispute. Uh, there was a woman who had met her officers off-site and relayed to her officers that uh, her boyfriend had battered her. Officers went to locate uh, the subject, make contact with him and arrest him, and at some point uh, there was an exchange of gunfire. We had one officer who was shot. He was transported here to ORMC. Uh, he had surgery. It is a very serious and significant injury. Uh, he is out of surgery right now. Uh, he is expected to survive. Um, so right now, the suspect is barricaded in his apartment. He has four hostages, uh, all children, ages from 1, 7, 10, and 12. Uh, so SWAT is out there. We're trying to negotiation with the, negotiate with the subject so he peacefully surrenders. And our, our main concern right now is uh, the safety of the children uh, that are in that apartment. And that's uh, OPD officer Kevin Valencia was the man shot in critical uh, condition, but expected to survive. OPD did come out with a correction. Uh, the oldest uh, age is 11 years old. So it's 1, 6, 10, and 11 years old are the ages of the, the four kids. Two, two are his one, kids. Two are his kids. Two yes. are hers, yeah. Yes. And he is the uh, is Gary Lindsay Jr. Ah, oh, Gary. Yeah. Come out of there. Let Gary, the kids out anyway. What? It's not, you know, come on. Let's, let's just end this. Don't make right? it worse. Than it already is. Yeah. You're in enough trouble as it is right now, Gary. Come on. Settle this. Uh, let's, let's all settle down, okay? Let the kids out, you know, and then just uh, surrender. Let's get this over with. 16 hours he's been in there. Damn. So you figure, like, so, all right, so it's their home. You figure there's food there, but you have a one-year-old, a six-year-old, a 10 and 11. They got the snoring listening device in there. They're next door, you know, they can hear everything that's going on in that apartment. So right. as they pick up the snoring, boom, they're in. So you figure they put holes in the wall and, like, slip microphones in? I don't think they need holes in the wall. I think their devices now, they just you know, put through. them up against the wall. And they yeah. probably hear every damn thing. They probably hear a cockroach mm. climbing around. think they put blankets down. So they're, the police, OPD, is using the apartments, the neighboring apartments. I would think so, yeah. Oh, yes. wonder if they put blankets down. Like moving blankets? What do you mean, blankets? Well, you don't want to, you know, track mud on the carpet of these people. You, oh, you I don't, see. You want to be respectful of their stuff. But also, blankets would muffle any sound, too, because, of course, they want to be quiet as well. They're quiet. Won't even know. They got gumshoes. They have called him well, maybe several they times. Maybe barefoot. I don't know. They they have spoken to him a couple of times. Moccasins. And uh, a couple of times he doesn't answer. Maybe they got those uh, crepe sole shoes. Oh, yeah. They're really quiet. Sometimes they squeak, though. They do. They but make... most of those apartments have carpet anyway, so I'm not trying to make light of the situation. It's a horrific. We, we you know, all wish the best for this police officer and his recovery and yeah. his family. And, and, certainly, yeah. You know, it's just scary stuff. Let's just. Let's get this all settled. Let's get these four kids out of there safe. Correct. 
Okay, Jim, let's move on. Um, Anthony Bourdain weekend on CNN since uh, the news broke of his suicide in, in France. Um, CNN was the network that aired his show, uh, Parts Unknown. It was his third television program from a chef's tour. Then he went to Travel Channel with no reservations. That was good, too. That started in 05, and that was the time, Jim, you interviewed him here right. on the Phillips File uh, right before his second episode It's a good aired. interview. It was a good interview. We'll have that in upcoming best All the stuff. interviews I've seen you know, since his, since his death that they showed, I mean, it's just a great interview. He's, yeah. uh, he's open. He's honest. He, yeah. Seems know, authentic when he talks to you. I think that's part of his... Appeal. Charm or his yeah. appeal. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. there's an authenticity about him. He's, for the most part, I just think I think he's just an open book and he says what's on his mind and mm-hmm. it rattles people. He doesn't. Uh, he didn't care. It's just here's the way he felt. Uh, dying at the age of sixty one. Here's a sad clip. It, this is from one of the episodes of Parts Unknown when he was in West Virginia, but he talks about hopes and dreams. Here's Anthony Bourdain. What are any of our hopes and dreams? A roof over our heads, some security, maybe even some happiness for our children. The opportunity to be proud of something. We all have that in common. I wish y'all could come down here and see us. And and when y'all do, I hope y'all enjoy it. This is America. And if you can't embrace it, no matter how bitterly and fiercely we may disagree, there is no hope for any of us. I think he's right. I think you get people around food and uh, and you start asking them uh, what makes you happy. And he says, you know, you can get them talking. They'll tell you all sorts of things about their life, not even related to food. It's the one thing that that cloud now, though, when you watch it, it's like every time he says something and you you just run it through that it's like new, prophetic, that, yeah. that new filter mm-hmm. of, Correct. you know, Correct. The, he's on a path to his eventual suicide. You know, whatever he is displaying Correct. at one time, at that time. So uh, he told his family he was the happiest he's ever been. And, you know, he had a woman in his life that loved him. His daughter is 11. And that relationship was strong and all of that. And he tells people not two weeks ago, he was the happiest that he's ever remembers being, you know, because he did struggle with demons and all of that. And then that's, you know, that's the guy something finds clicks. him hanging. Yeah. Hanging in his, something in his just, hotel room. Uh, something clicks. I mean. Anyone who's known anyone Struggle. with yeah. deep, deep depression or struggles, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what sets it off and the decision is made and you're not going to do anything to change it. You see, I mean, unless you can somehow interfere, it's just going to happen. Yeah. You can do it. What is that it's, intervention the, thing? But. Yeah, well, these, I mean, the, the decision was made. You know, only he may have made that decision hours beforehand. For all we know, he might have made that decision two weeks beforehand. I mean, and last week we were talking about the the spike in the suicide rate over the past 20 years. Um, Suicide Prevention Hotline said their calls have increased 25% in the past week. Largest increase in suicides is white men between the ages, I think, of 45 and 70. Oh, I thought it was women. Mm -mm, I think it's white men now. Okay. We can check on it. It doesn't make yeah, any I, I, difference I, as it made. I saw there was a group that, a group that Kate Spade was in between uh, uh, 40 and 60. That group of women was up 80%. Oy.
Here's a hotline number, 800-273-8255. Thank you, Mo. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to happier times for some people. It was the Tony Awards last night. It's the annual awards ceremony honoring uh, people of the theater. I didn't know. They kept saying the the American wing of the Tony Awards. I, I don't know if that was always a thing where they announced it's like the American wing. Uh, I don't know if that's something new because I normally don't watch the Tonys. But I ended up watching it. It's funny because my sister's in town and she said, oh, is David in it? David's our brother-in-law. Is he in the orchestra? I'm like, no, nah, he can't be. He's on tour with the Eagles. So I kept telling everyone. My mom asked. I said, no, no, no. And my sister posted today. Oh, my husband was, you know, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, at the Grammys last night. I'm like, hey, Tony's not Grammys. Tony's Tony's. Tony. Yeah. So anyway. Um, the first award given and uh, uh, really well done. Uh, some of, you know, as in any award ceremony, some of the acceptance speeches are great, inspiring, some not so much. Here is uh, one of the good ones. Andrew Garfield. Jim, you might be familiar. He played Spider-Man. Yeah. But he is also in the revival of um, the Angels. Angels in America. In America. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a revival on Broadway. Here's Andrew, part of uh, the end of Andrew Garfield's speech. To my own personal tribe, to my mum and dad, I share this with you. To Kate Bryden and Greta Seacat, I share this with you. We are all sacred and we all belong. So let's just bake a cake for everyone who wants a cake to be baked. So oh, wow. it's uh, a lot. Yeah, I like of, a cake. A lot of the speeches mm. were about yeah. inclusion whether it was the LBGTQ community or whether it was about immigration. Um, you know, Tony Schlub talked about that as and uh, and another award winner as well from you know the the bands here with the, I didn't even know about that that, that one for best yeah, musical and, and he won best and actor she won and, and, and yeah. she won and it was a, a pretty a neat song I watched that performance as well but one of the highlight performances uh, was they were honoring what, the drama teacher from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland who on the day of the shooting was, you know, uh, shielding kids and, and, and keeping them safe. And then they had, you know, open up the curtains and it was the uh, uh, Marjorie Soman Douglas drama department singing uh, a song that Moira and I saw last week from Rent. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It's funny because going into Rent, I didn't know anything about it except this song. So that's what I was waiting for the whole time. And then it, mm-hmm. it came up last night. These kids did a fantastic job. Was definitely well received there in the uh, auditorium and uh, uh, much deserved appreciation for their performance. Um, Robert De Niro, we're familiar with uh, his comments. That received a standing ovation. I'm not, I didn't bother. We certainly can't play that. them. Well, I heard edited versions. News oh, yeah. Junkie had it, and, uh, you know, Monster's talking about it as well. But uh, yeah, basically, he was cursing up a storm. I mean, is that the best we can do? I mean, is that the best response we want to have to this? I mean, I, I, I just happen to believe more and more this just fall you you begin to fall into a trap. And that's the question today that I've seen posed. Is it really you know, uh, serving any purpose to, you know, mm-hmm. behave in that manner that you believe he be- behaves in. Kind of lower just... yourself to a level or something. Right. Yeah, um, this is exactly where they were, where people who are supporters of Trump, whether you like him or dislike him, or, you know, where they say, see, I told you, there they go again. Those Hollywood you know, elites. 
Exactly. Or in this case, Broadway yeah. elites, and New I, York I, elites. Yeah. I think you've I think you fall into that trap. All right. Well, Springsteen was on. Oh, did he say anything? Nothing political. Controversial. Fact, oh. They gave him an honorary award because what he did, his show, highly successful. I mean, it started with a few weeks and then it's basically lasting an entire year. Mm. Um, but for Tony voting, you have to reserve seatings for the judges or the committee to come and, and see it. And I think he said, you know, I'm not interested in that. I don't want to compete with these other shows. He was just thankful, you know, to have a successful show on Broadway. Wasn't looking for that. However, they definitely included him in the ceremony. They hyped up the fact that he'd be singing, which was a performance. Oh, what at the was end. he wearing? Oh, boy. Now, was he wearing a tuxedo? He was in the audience and when he accepted his award. Yeah, yeah. But when he did his song, oh, then wait he a got... Minute. Let me think. Oh, boy. All right, so he accepted. <laughs> so he's got... Wait a minute. He's got a tuxedo. Yeah. He's got a... Uh, a uh, a wristband of some sort, yeah, maybe yeah. with some uh, Buddha prayer beads around there. Oh, maybe got something hanging around his neck. Was it a white T-shirt? No. Was he wearing a vest? Was he no. wearing a leather? Was he jacket? wearing an engineer boots? <laughs> yes. But those he, are the boots he with always the strap wears the boots, across yeah. them. So he, he was. He was oh, wearing cool. a tux for the whole thing. When he did his performance, he got changed just like anyone. They. Put on right, their. Is he getting one of those rip away tuxes? No, no. He, he goes backstage. Back awesome. He didn't it, it was yeah. a dark. It was a dark T-shirt, jeans. Yeah. But he does. He yeah. has like it's more like twenty or so bracelets, like strings and bracelets. Yeah, it's all. like Eddie the Shaman with all kinds of stuff like yeah. up and down your yeah. arm. Yeah, anyway, Eddie takes his off. Eddie doesn't take his off. When it, for his his award yeah. for his award, yes. uh, Billy Joel uh, uh, introduced him. But here he is accepting mm. that. The boss. Thank you. This is deeply appreciated, and thanks for making me feel so welcome on your block. Being a part of the Broadway community has been a great thrill and an honor for me. It's been one of the most exciting things that I've ever experienced. I've got to thank Patty Scal for my beautiful wife and artistic partner. So there is pretty cool. No mistaking that voice anymore. <sighs> no. Uh, thanks to Michael Wanzi, writes in the American Theater Wing is how they uh, announce it. That's the nonprofit organization charged with bringing theater to underserved youth across uh, the country and bringing uh, what does students Wanzi to know New about York. The theater? Oh, please. <laughs> well, you can ask him when he's here really, in seriously. about 30 minutes. <laughs> Knowing he's probably driving, he shouldn't be texting No, no Michael. texting, Michael. Okay. So uh, anyway, quickly moving on in the audio file today. Well, Jim, you got to collect, but then again, it's a push for you because you lost a dollar somewhere else. Yeah. But it was a pretty big day. And they're into the stretch, and Justify comes roaring home to a raucous Belmont Park with one furlong to run. Gronkowski and Hopford trying to run him down. Vito Rosso is fourth, but 16th to go. Justify is still there. Justify from Gronkowski. He's just perfect. And now he's just immortal. Justify is the 13th triple crown winner. Gronkowski was second. Hofberg was third. And Vito Rosso was fourth. Justify has done it. Now, if that doesn't remind you of my calls on no. Track Tuesday, oh, I, I don't sake. know what possibly can. Five, one, one, six, five, seven wins. It's like, what? Seven oh. race. It was just like that. It was. I had my doubts. I'll have to be honest with you. I didn't think uh, he could go the distance. Well, we've saw many times where it was the length of the Belmont because it's the longest of the three races. Right. You know, they each get longer. And uh, we've seen before where they won the first two and never could close the deal. American Pharaoh just two years ago, I think it was affirmed in, what, 78? 
Mm-hmm. Won the Triple Crown and then American Secretariat Pharaoh. Secretariat in 73 or something. Yeah, like and then American Pharaoh two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having it after such a, a big gap and then two within three years. Be a great jockey if I lost 90 pounds. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> you're kind of uh, tall for too that, tall. too. You're yeah. too t- a little too tall. Well, it's really the weight more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Justified, here's uh, trainer Bob Baffert uh, talking about uh, jockey Mike Smith, who rode the horse. When he made that move in the far turn, I was like, oh, Mike, oh, Mike, don't empty that tank, Mike. And so uh, turning for home, you could just tell this horse, he just finds the great ones. They just find another gear. Find another gear. It was pretty neat watching it. If I mean, when you look at it, you notice how uh, Mike Smith, the jockey and the horse, just clean that those bright uniform, just pristine, and then every horse behind it and yeah. jockey all covered in dust and dirt and mud. It was uh, uh, pretty neat to watch. Here is Mike Smith, the jockey, was able to go ahead and get a comfortable lead and, and this let him get into that rhythm of his, um, which he did very well. The first quarter was just a little, little bit quick, but but then mm-hmm. after that, I mean, he, he he settled down and he got into a great rhythm. So, Jim, congratulations. You predicted the Triple Crown. I did. After the Kentucky Derby, I believe, right? Uh, I did. Yeah, or was it the Preakness? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Kentucky Derby. Anyway, congratulations. You Thank win you. the dollar from Pikmin, who I'm sure wins a dollar for something else. Yeah. Kim <laughs> Jong-un, baby. There it is. The meeting. All right. So yeah, I think I could have argued my way in and around that one, but I'm going to let it go. All right. That's very nice of you, and I appreciate it greatly. All right, that's your audio file for today. Thank you, Jack. Good job. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A 26-foot-tall statue of Marilyn Monroe has been put up in Stamford, Connecticut. The issue is that her rear end is exposed to the church behind the statue. Imagine coming out of church in the morning and seeing the moon. Next, a golden cape made of silk from 1.3 million spiders is now on display. This is clearly a ballsy attempt by spiders to finally catch a human. Nice try, spiders. Finally, a kid filled in for his twin brother on picture day. Just wait until they figure out they can do this with work and marriages. They'll be unstoppable. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. Orlando City is back in Canada to take on Montreal Impact this Wednesday. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. on our sister station, FM 96.9, The Game, AM 740, and iHeartRadio. Phillips File for this uh, Monday. Monday movie review is upcoming. We'll move uh, a couple of things. Around. No, we don't have to move anything around, do we? Well, yeah, maybe the regular round of closest to the pin. Oh, yeah. Jack saw Hotel Artemis. Give it four uh, four out of five. Mm. What is this movie about? I've never heard of it. <laughs> it's a new one with Jodie mm. Foster. Um, uh, Jeff Goldblum is in it. Oh yeah. Also, the guy from This Is Us, and I forget his name. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, but basically, it takes place ten or twenty years in the future, and it's basically a hospital for criminals. What? And you have to have a membership to it. And, you know, so it, it, it's kind of a dystopian future. But for them to, you know, get the care they need, you kind of have to do it on the QT. You have membership to this. And then it's kind of like this, this you know, interesting crime story. However, it's got some really unique characters, which makes it uh, all the more fun. Hmm. 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. You saw it at the theater? I did. Yeah. It, it actually, Was anybody else there? Uh, five, well, uh, five other people, I think. <laughs> That's why it didn't right. make the top five. I, I think. It opened on Friday, and I ended up going on Friday. We we're going to see, my wife had zero interest in Ocean's 8, so yeah, we saw this. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. What about yeah. that book club? Did you see that? Nah. No, nobody's, nobody's going to that. Nah. No. Book club. She gave me her list of movies, and that's not on it. Mm. That she has interest. But Jane in. Fonda and what's in a bunch of people. Yeah. Now yeah. she wants to see a Star Is Born Queen movie, the Whitney movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, Whitney Houston. Yeah. yeah. Hereditary. I want to see it. I don't she think Naomi's going to want to see. It. <laughs> she does. Got- uh, well, I I'm not crazy s- about movies like that. I mean, no. I'd rather see a movie that is psychologically suspenseful uh, yes. as opposed to a slasher movie. I, I, I don't enjoy them. I, I like scary movies, but when they're chopping heads and slitting right. throats and doing all this, and eh, I'm, I'm, I'm a wuss. Right. I'm the first one to admit it. <laughs> I watched um, Game Night. Who's in that, that again? Jason Bateman. Point yes. It's funny. He's funny. I like him. Yes. And uh, that was funny. Yeah. We enjoyed that one as well. We got that about three and three and a half out of five. It's Whoa. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. It's Wait, yeah. That's Let me check my review. Four, it's funnier than I thought it would be. Really? Then what? I started watching Red Sparrow. Not and? funny. With Jennifer Lawrence. Uh-huh. And after about twenty minutes, I said, "This is stupid." Wait. I mean, this is come on now, really? I thought you Seriously? like her. You should give it like a chance. Her. I like her a lot. Oh, oh, look at this game night. What did I? Re- I did my movie review. Yep. I gave it three and a half out of five. Yeah, it's good. It's funny. Yeah. A fun movie. It's got action, comedy, good actors, and an interesting story. Wait, Enjoy. did you see the whole thing? You know anybody that's into stuff like that? Games all the time? No. Do you, Pinkman? Uh, not really, no. No, but it reminded me of what a good time we have every time we do play a game like that. And it should. I think it should be a regular thing. Much better than staring into a screen. Mm-hmm. What do you think what, about that? Whatever, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to sit around with other people and play Clue. I don't want to do that. Well, uh, you can be Professor Plum. There are I, better I, games I than that. I could be pro- Professor Plum and not play Clue. Oh. That's what you think. Yeah. You just get a, you know, all you need is a pipe and one of those some mortar boards and mm-hmm. some chalk. <laughs> the There's more information coming <laughs> out trying. about the um, the suspect who's holding those four kids hostage. Got a hostage situation in Orlando. It's been going on for many, many, many hours. OPD hours is handling the situation. Uh, individual has four children being, holding them as hostage. One, Ages seven, one, 10, six. 11. Yeah, something like that. Um, it turns out now he has an extensive criminal history as people are doing their homework on this guy. Um, he has all manner of problems, a history of mental illness and violent behavior. E. They have a, a rap sheet in Orange and Volusia counties. He has not threatened to harm these kids, mind you, but that is what we're looking at. He was charged with arson, domestic battery, fleeing, attempting to elude. That was maybe 10 years ago. He burned down a house uh, in 08. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's well, Maybe he was on the mend and then had a relapse. He's on the mend. Uh, I don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses for mm-hmm. him. It's uh, He shot a police officer, critically wounding him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the officer will live, but uh, we don't know the extent of the injuries. And uh, OPD, the SWAT units, and their psychologists, and uh, are all working to try to you know get this guy settled down, release the kids. Mm. You know, what's his first name? Is it Gary? Gary. Gary. Like Gary. Come Gary, on, Gary. Lindsay. Gary, if you're listening to the program, come on, Gary. Let's just uh, end that end of. See, if I saw him, the second, they're the the the, the three uh, shots of him. First one on the left, eh, mm. the one in the middle, 
little Looks psycho, troubled. little psycho. The uh, one on the right, one. yeah, is borderline. Very troubling. I was rifling through the New York Times uh, engagement announcements. <laughs> uh huh. X's anyone, and O's. Anyone good? Oh yeah, there just, are a few. There are a few. Uh, one of the my <laughs> wife likes to do the crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. She's very good at it. It's like how do you do that so quickly? It takes me longer to X and O the engagement photos than it takes her, it seems, to do the crossword puzzle. Hello, you're predicting the future. She's just trying to recall some trivial information from the past. I'm trying to, you know, and I toy with the idea, should I get a hold of these people? Should I send them a note? I saw your photo this in isn't the gonna work out. New York Times yeah. uh, section, you know, the style section, Sunday section, and... Yeah, I just want to say, I don't think this is going to work out. I can see it on your faces. They're already married in, by that time. By the time you see it in Sunday's paper, they are already hitched. Well, then get an annulment. <laughs> I think you probably shouldn't write that. It's not too late. To oh, those people back. who are engaged are going to get married in a couple of days? Those, well, I'm yeah, talking but... about the one in the Sunday style section. Those are people who got married. Because I play the game uh, Jew, not a Jew with that Sunday style section. Oh, really? I didn't... Yeah, no. Those oh, are... I thought, <laughs> well, it's not going to last then. No. Well, they've already got married. They've either gotten married matter. Saturday night the or that. Well, they should have known. They should have sent me something before. <laughs> and I could have judged. Coming yeah. from anyone but you, that sounds terribly racist. Jew, not a Jew? It's a game show. No, not this kind of game <laughs> Shlemiel, shlemazel, shalom, or shmooz. If you've got the question about the Jews, this is all you have to do. Call the Phillips file in the afternoon. Ask a Jew, we'll answer you. Ask a Jew, just ask a Jew. Easily can be changed to Jew or not a Jew. I guess so. I Most read... of the time, it's the men. I look at the men. Oh, they look sketchy. You're not in for the it's long haul. Okay. You're not in here for the long haul. But every once in a while, there's a woman. I'm gone. Oh. Okay. She's going to take it for all you got. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's not done yet. <laughs> Five years, seven years, she's yeah. out of there. Uh-huh. She's not ready to settle. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or she settled for you. You know, some of them, it's like, ooh, you could have done better, sweetheart. But, oh, how rude. Mm, okay. Do you have your engagement photos done yet? Mm. No. Why? I, what I, are you waiting for? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to pay for them? Oh, is that what you're waiting to save up for? No, I just don't know when we're going to do oh. it. I don't know. <laughs> they are then. Do you have to pay to put them in the paper? I suppose you do. Yeah, sure. I have to put it in the paper. Oh. I don't yeah, even yeah, know if I've seen them oh. in the local paper. Do they even do that anymore? Uh, they, the if, wedding announcement They section. can, the old bits. If they're still putting it in the paper, someone's paying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're not doing it for Otherwise, free. Otherwise, look online. We'll throw that online. We'll throw that in the paper. I'd like to see the photo to be able to tell you whether it's going to last or not. I can, I can just give you a copy of the photo at work. Yeah. No, that doesn't work. It has to be in the paper. It has to go through that process. It has to be on newsprint. Yes, newsprint. And the odds are 50-50. It's the Phillips (laughs) File on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win your way to our iHeartRadio Music Festival in Vegas is just minutes away. On Real Radio 104.1. It's time once again for the Phillips File Monday Movie Review with Wanzi and Doug. Time for a Monday movie review. Both Michael and Douglas are with us today. Good to see you together, gentlemen. I know. It's Hello. been a while. You lost some weight there, Douglas, again. You're up and down and up I and have, down. I have, yes, Jim. Uh, Sam Purge, yes. what are you doing? Is here. No, I just... Um, well, yeah, you do. Don't eat a donut every time I want to eat a donut. Get ready for summer travels? Or... I am. Yeah. 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 There you go. 
I am. I'm going to London and Berlin in August. Mm. Ooh, Berlin. So you have I to look Berlin. your sveltest. I do. Yeah. I'm leaving for New York on Wednesday. You gonna go to the Kit Kat Club? You got tickets for uh, shows? I'm not sure. In New boys York, in the yes. band. I'm seeing Boys in the Band, That's Angels the, in America. Isn't that the big one everybody yeah. mm-hmm. talking about now? The, the band something. The band arrived. The band, the band, the band visit. Yeah, the visit. That's visit. A, that That's one best play. Yes. <clears throat> one best music. musical. A musical, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. Boys and, in the uh, Band open yet? Or is yes. It, yes. It has. Yes. Oh, uh, has it? It's in, I know it's in previews, yeah. yes. Angels in America, what's that one? That one I'm seeing on uh, Thursday and Friday. It's four hours each night. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Two parts. Wow, yes. that's a long time. But he won the Tony, and then um, uh, I'm seeing Three Tall Women on oh. Saturday. And wow. Wow. Lori Metcalf the and Linda Jackson won the Tonys. and Yeah, I'm excited. Look at you go. That Laurie Metcalf yeah. is an incredible actress. I, yeah, I've seen her in several things on Broadway. I saw The Doll's House. And mm-hmm. You think she amazing. got a sympathy vote for no. the Tony? No. No, because of her. No, he immediately I, no. jumped in on that. No. Because of what? Because she, she's just an amazing actress. She I has range like you can't believe. Were you saying because of the Roseanne thing? Yes. I yeah. She was also snubbed at the Oscars, so. Right. And so I'm wondering, you know, maybe someone's, hey, you know, she's kind of had a Bad luck here and there. I'm going to vote for her. He's doing all right. She's amazing, though, yeah. yeah. So, glad you, you're tickled with yourself. Did you guys get no, to the I'm movies? Tickled with, I'm tickled with you immediately ruling out. No, it's not no. discounting her talent. It's mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, do you think there is maybe added incentive for someone to cast their vote for her because they sympathize with the position she's in? Perhaps. N- no, she's... Please. It's I, not like she was just starting out in her career and now uh, she bought a house and she's not going to be able to pay the mortgage, for God's sakes. Okay. Mm. Well, you I never mean, know. Probably happy to get over their head. Probably happy. You know, they get over their head. You know, I'm on the road to success. Well, but she's now. already successful. Is my audition. point. And before you yeah. know it, they buy something. Yeah. They said, "Geez, why did I get that yeah. boat?" You're entitled. But that's to what I'm saying. Opinion. But she's beyond that point in her career. She's financially set for the rest of her life. If she you never don't know if you're financially set, and t- nobody knows if they're financially set. Boy George took a limo to the grocery store. All of it, and then had nothing. Yep. Oh, who did? Boy George. I mean, he oh, ran yes. out he of was, money. and He lived high on the hog, see? Maybe. But she'll always have work. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, then you can afford that big multi-million dollar home, you know, and wherever, and this and that, and you're, oh, no. Got to watch your pennies there, okay. Michael. Pay cash for your books. Well, I do. Too. I have... Yeah, that's right. Buy your books with cash. Yeah. Easy exactly. to watch your pennies when that's mostly what you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, look, you will. Yeah, see? Yeah, when you're just eating a pancake mix. Maybe not <laughs> without have enough, you know, you know, enough money for to mix it with anything. Just, just dry, dry because the water's been terrible. <laughs> yeah, mix it with saliva. It's actually terrific. So did you guys get to the movies? We did. We What'd saw see? two separate movies. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. What did you see? I had seen a movie. Well, the one Duck uh, Stop was already closed. Yes, and then I was told Michael about it, and it was already closed by the time I what told you What's the name? James, I saw Always at the Carlisle. It's a documentary about the Carlisle Hotel <gasps> in New York. Damn, I would love to help on that. Very, very good. Anthony Bourdain was in it. Really? Was he really? Yes. It's an old school, um, top of the line, elegant, but very, very friendly to their clientele hotel in New York. And yeah. All the best of the best stay there. $10,000 rooms, $4,000 oh night Jesus. rooms. Yeah, it's where yeah. the infamous infamous round table was back in the days of yes, Dorothy Parker. Um, and, and the, you know, Bobby Short was in the playing in the, in the lounge yeah, for yeah. forever. And, and uh, it's, it's really, really interesting. But they. Is it, it a documentary? It, it was a strange documentary because oh. the um, employees won't tell you any stories, whether the person's oh, right. living or dead or whatever. But 
Um, they so why just, do they call it always at always at the Carlisle? Because this old woman who was a regular there, like half of them, you don't know who they are. They're just these wealthy luminary people. She said, right. "When you come to New York, where you, where do you stay?" She said, "Always at the Carlisle." I got you, <gasps> got you, got you. And um, it was interesting. That's all I have to say. Four stars. Oh my, oh, four, four. Oh. It may win an Oscar though. Where did you see it? At the uh, Regal Winter Park. Mm-hmm. Oh really? But it's no, no longer there. What? Did no, the Regal Winter when, Park is still there. The Regal oh, Winter was, Park yeah. is still there. Was it part Jesus, of the... What happened? No, like, no, 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 the movie's no longer there. One day the they're movie's here, still longer there. there. Yes, that's correct. The was it part of the no Florida longer. Film Festival? What's that, honey? Was it there as part of the Florida Film Festival? I don't know. No, no, no. no. I saw it last week. Oh, okay. But I'm sure it'll be on, you know, Netflix or... Yeah. I almost said Grinder. Netflix or, um, <laughs> uh, you know, one of those Prime or... Seen anything lately on Grinder? Yeah. Uh-huh. I have, in fact. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, look at you. Uh-huh. He, right, promised, so... he promised Pink Meanie wouldn't What'd you say there, Ross? <laughs> hey. I saw Hereditary. Oh, oh this no. Is, this is getting a lot of, t- lot of talk oh, about no. this movie. Okay, here we go. I don't know anything about this. From what I gather, it's a psychological thriller <laughs> bordering on horror movie, mm-hmm. but it's not a slasher film per se. Not per more se. More of uh, like Sixth Sense, more as, uh, what was the movie with... Uh, with uh, Silence of the Lambs? No, 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 no more, uh, what was the I one you just see. saw? Uh, uh, a Quiet, Quiet place. place. A Quiet Place. Yeah. But I can tell by your expression... I don't think you liked it. I did. You did like it. What? I did. It's getting yeah. a lot of acclaim. It's I don't, scary. I don't think scary. it's as intelligent, yeah. let's say, as as Sixth Sense, but it is. It's scary. It's riveting, and it is scary, and it is well shot and well edited. And there was one moment early in in the picture, and it wasn't even like a horror thing, but something happens with a with a car accident where I just literally. Just as loud as can be. What? No! You yelled out? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh, I wasn't the only one. Oh. I was not the only one. Oh. It, 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 I love it when a movie can get you to do that because it's not easily gotten out of me. And, and so, so, so This is uh, about a family. Gabriel Byrne is the father. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm. And uh, Tony Collette is yeah. amazing in it as the, as the mother. And um, well, she, she basically she comes from a family that's had all kinds of ups and downs and psychological issues and whatnot. Yeah. So there's some concern that she may be a little off. And um, but but this thing happens, this paranormal thing happens, no. and she's not off. You lost but me. They're, <laughs> you know, that's all. Yeah, yeah I'm not telling, know, they're telling know, the story. Know, but yeah, but um, it it's oh, there's the creep factor of this thing. It just is hair raising. Is really it really is? It, it, it is well. See, I go back and forth with movies. It is I well want done. To see it on the other hand, but then I'm like, I'd have a nightmare. Is this hands in front of your face type of stuff? Uh, is this there, a, it's not a lot. Of, there's don't not go a lot of closet. Don't open that door. There's not a lot of gore, and no, it's they. It's they don't do a lot of that false suspense that you know where you know that someone's coming up from behind, and you turn around, and it's the florist. You know, yeah. no, no, they don't do that. It's <laughs> it's a lot more clever and straightforward. Than that, it's just—I I don't know what else to say—but riveting. It's, it's riveting. No kidding. Yeah, it's—it's hmm. it's, it's a good movie. Are you a fan of the genre? Yes. Oh well, that's when, and I think that it's but the. It's not, it, it's I not... think it's the most often poorly done drama genre. Oh, true. Yeah. Is well, it a movie theater movie? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't okay. wait for it yeah. to come onto TV. Yeah. It's going to be around for a while. It it, it gets. You know, it gets, it's not a slasher film, and it's not a gore fest. Right. But the few times when they it 
goes that route, it goes in spectacular ah. ways. Yeah, my, it's already standing right here. On the back oh, of my neck, it's already standing uh-huh. up. How many oh. uh, pink triangles for hereditary? Uh, four. Oh, God. Four. Nice. Yeah. It's a must-see. Yeah, for right, the John. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a must-see. All right. Yeah. Is four- it in the realm of film where she might get nominated, Tony Collette? Um, I think she could. I think the kid who plays the son should get a supporting actor nomination, though. Mm. She got nominated for Six Sense. Wolf, I think. What else was she in? Tony Collette. Six Sense. She got Six. nominated for Six Sense. She was in. Isn't she in that? Uh, she's the mother in Six Sense. Macy oh, movie on. Uh, what series on? William H. H. Macy. What? She's, no, she's got some series on. Pay, I don't know. Pay TV. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah I don't oh, I do. All right, take a little break. Anyways, we'll come back. Movie. So, uh, four pink triangles for always at the Carlisle and four pink triangles for the movie Hereditary. Wow. It's Monday movie review on Real Radio 104.1. Back to Monday movie review with Wanzi and Doug. Anything special on your part for uh, tomorrow's, hate to call it an anniversary, but. It is. Memorial. I know. Yeah. But yeah. 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 yeah anniversary and I have usually has, you know. Positive, positive connotation theme, yeah. I'm not doing anything. I was... On pur- not on purpose, I just... Barbara Poma had actually contacted me several months ago and asked me if I would um, help plan it and, and direct right. it, but I I declined. Um, Might I ask why? Just, I'm just not ready. Too personal? Yeah. Just too... And, and I, I know I feel... Uh, I don't know, a bit fraudulent even saying that since I wasn't personal friends with anyone who lost their life. But, I understand. Um, it just, it is what it is. And I don't know, I have a very, I have yet to be, go to Pulse. Well, the media will do what the media will do. And yeah. uh, and I, I understand that sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for not such good reasons. I just don't fall into, I don't want to fall into that, look at me, look at me. Right. You know, I would just ask people to do something nice for somebody tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. do something nice for somebody every day, but right. tomorrow on that day, just try to do yeah. something nice for people. I just don't want to do that. Hey, I'm I'm getting involved too, and let's mm-hmm. go back two years. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't like doing that. Yeah, mm. at I, all. Yeah, I guess I just thought there were probably more appropriate people to ask than me. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very it. kind of her to ask me. I was on the crew that opened Pulse. I was the I was their first entertainment director, um, mm-hmm. but. Well, you're I, good I, at that. I, yeah, but you're but good I've at been that away stuff. from that situation for quite some time. And I right. just think Douglas, anything on your part it. tomorrow? Not you. I am not. I have to work tomorrow evening, but so, yeah, I'll certainly take some time out tomorrow afternoon. And time flies, though, doesn't it? What's yeah. that? Yes, time it does. Flies. Yeah, I finally got to go down to the interim memorial, and it's, it's pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's Well, anyway cross that bridge when we come to it tomorrow so you got any uh trivia there douglas i do james well let's uh, hit that for a couple of minutes then we'll find out what you guys are up to before we uh, all right if you roll a standard six-sided die and two comes up what number is on the bottom oh jim that would be four no wansy six no anybody pingman five five is correct cards the suits in what deck of cards include wands pentacles and cups Wansi Tarot. Tarot is correct. Oh, yeah. Okay. Second only to Paris. What is the second most populous French-speaking city in the world? Jim, that's uh, ooh, Quebec City. It's not. Moira. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say Montreal. Montreal is correct. Oh, good job. Oh, yeah. on fire. Half man, half goats were who were wild and lustful. The god Pan was one of these. What are they? 
Wansi, what is a centaur? No. Oh, it's a Pegasus? That's a winged horse. Oh, no. All right. So, CF symbol, Pegasus, isn't it? Saturn, S-A-T-Y-R. In 1983, Disney opened their first theme park in a foreign country. Where was it? Oh, it's either Japan or Paris. Jack. Paris. No. Damn it. Oh, Jack, Japan. Japan is correct. Tokyo. No. <laughs> 96% of Yellowstone Park is located in Wyoming. Name either of the two states that Moira. make up the remaining 4%. Yes. Montana. Montana and Idaho. <laughs> what? Whiteout is a brand name owned by what larger corporation? Onesie 3M. No. Pinkman? Pick. Pick is correct. Oh. How many sheets of paper in uh, equal a ream? Moira. 144. No. Onesie 500. 500 is oh. correct. This one's for Jim only. Who oh. is the older, Bono or me? Who are you? You are. Uh, by 40 days. Uh, Mo, Alaska can hold 28 smallest, twenty-eight of the smallest states within its uh, you know, borders. True or false? Oh, uh, true. It's false. 21. Damn it. Uh, Pinkman, which number is higher? The number of pilgrims at the first Thanksgiving or the number of Grammy nominations for Beyonce? I'm picking your own fire. Come on, brother. Uh, pilgrims. There was 46 pilgrims three years ago when I wrote this question. Beyonce had 53 oh. nominations. Oh. Jack, is who meant. is the older, Mick Jagger or Cher? Woo-hoo. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger by three yeah, years. Right. Monzi, which number is higher, the number of states the Mississippi River touches or the number of actors who have played James Bond in official James Bond movies? <laughs> oh, great oh wow. That's a great question. <laughs> but there's states on both sides of that river. That's yes. correct. I'm going to go with the states. It is the states. Here's the gay, gay, gay for everybody. Okay. Two recent books. Well, not never mind. Two books, Wonders of Wonder of Wonders and Traditions, celebrate what show that turned 50 Moira. in 19... Yes? Fiddler on the Roof. There you go. Rosalind Russell originated this... Well, originated what role of a wealthy, eccentric flapper who inherits her late brother's son, Patrick? Mm. Am I allowed to answer or no? No. <coughs> Should you give them 10 seconds? No. Uh, uh. Go ahead, Michael. Mame. That's correct. No. Dolly Parton has only had one number one hit in the top, uh, on the top 40 U.S. charts. What is it? Moira. Nine to five. Nine oh. to five is correct. Yeah. Moira. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. That's you it. You know who I saw on TV the other day? No. Did you see on TV the other day, Jim? I was just trying to think. Why? Oh. The great Russ Tamblin. Oh, here we go. I'm not familiar with that. Russ Tamblin, <laughs> the great dancer, actor from West Side Story. I think he was a Jet. Russ Tamblin, one of the great dancers from from Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Jim's mm-hmm. favorite musical. Of yes, all time. my favorite musical of all time. The dancing is no, absolutely no, the dancing is wonderful. The story is that crap. picnic table thing. Yes, right. When the dancing yes. on that log, mm-hmm. come on oh, now. He loves that. Yes, the yes. dance numbers are spectacular. Like well, that's why I like the it. book. Is and Russ Tamblin. He loves that Russ Tamblin. Russ Tamblin. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? Mm-hmm. Somebody, I don't know. You saw him somebody on TV. had died. So why did you see him? He was on TV. He doesn't look anything like he did in West well, Side Story. it was 100 years ago. Yes. Yeah, literally 50. Yeah. Look, right. I, I was a little bit disappointed. Free Lincoln Center. <laughs> God, oh. did, where did I say him? Anyway, what are was, you guys up was to? Was that who you would court if you had come back gay? Oh, maybe. In Russ Tamblin's Younger days. Yeah, younger, yeah. Of course. All right, well, that's good to know. God, he could dance. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. My goodness gracious. Oh, boy. What are you guys up to? What's happening? I, I, my triumphant return oh. to uh, uh, on Trivia the on the Rocks with uh, Doug and Wanzi tomorrow after a three weeks absence. Or oh. 
Yes, at the Parliament House. Doug yes. starts pouring at 4. I begin the games at 6.15. If you got an early morning, we're going to award an early bird prize so you can leave and still go home with something. It's all done by 9 anyway, though. And we're done by 9. It's a fabulous time, and it's going to be... Uh, I mean, just a riotous reunion. It's a yeah, come one, come all. If really? you had to, lots of people haven't been able to come from the fringe festival and stuff and mm-hmm. come so, out yeah. and have a few drinks mm-hmm. and remember old. And friends. if you've never been to the Parliament House before, that's an easy way to ease your way in. There's very few people there. The people who are there are specifically there to play like trivia. trivia. Not dancing and, uh, in thongs or anything. And, uh, <laughs> Doug and I handle it like it's a party in your living room, Jerry. Very good. Now I remember <laughs> what? There was a documentary about Dennis Hopper, oh, Russ yes. Tamblin. Was a very close friend of the late actor, director, screenwriter, how close. Dennis Hopper. How what do you mean, how close? Oh, was it they weren't that. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know about Russ Tamblin, Dennis Hopper. No, plus okay. it maybe some kind of mm. LSD induced state of mind. Mm. Oh, well, there's mm. that. Were you jilted by Dennis Hopper at one time? Is that no? no I okay. just said they were apparently right. friends. Just check. Mm-hmm. Never a fan. That. Never but a Dennis fan of Hopper? Dennis Hopper. Never liked Easy yeah. Rider? No, he just, I don't know. Something about him on screen made me uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable? I don't know. How do we explain that? I just don't like somebody. Not your favorite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. You're open you're honest about it. That's what I like about you, mm-hmm. Doug. Yeah. Said, I don't know the reason why. I just don't no. like him. Hate that I, I like that person. Uh, couple a couple of others harsh. on your on your list mm-hmm. as well. Oh, there were plenty yeah. of those. I like a lot of people, though. I know people, you do. People, when I say, I, you know, because There's some that, actress that he can't stand that everybody thinks is just... Sandra Bullock. No, no, no. It's no, Andy McDowell. No, I have, she has come along my way. Oh. Andy McDowell. Andy You're McDowell. Absolutely horrible. Isn't that the one? Horrible. <laughs> See, I know it. Let me say and this Grand about Hawk Andy Day. McDowell. Here, Andy, Andy McDowell, McDowell did that Tarzan movie, and uh, it wasn't even the accent. Her, <laughs> uh, her acting was so bad, Glenn Close came in and overdubbed her. Uh uh. Yes. Oh. An entire movie. Oh. <laughs> well, oh, no right. kidding. It's craziness. Her speaking lines? Yes. <laughs> No, I did not know wow, that. Wow, that's, that's a tidbit. We can oh, use that trivia All right, guys, sometime. thank you very much. Sean thank you. Well, we're not just here to do a radio broadcast. We're here, we're to, here learn. to learn. We'll give you some yeah, things. Thank yeah. you for a Monday movie review. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. thank you. This has been the Phillips File Monday Movie Review with Wanzi and Doug. Time for a check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Caterpillars have been making the road slippery in part of Maine. Sure. They're a burden now but one day they'll become butterflies that make the skies beautiful. Next, an English girl is in rehab now for her addiction to the game Fortnite. Damn millennials. Let's definitely blame the video game instead of holding the parents accountable for this. Finally, couple in Florida has been arrested after fighting in the middle of a Dollar General parking lot over booze. Ladies and gentlemen, It's only Monday and we've discovered our most Florida story of the week. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app, Alexa Play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. Want to play a game? Call now for closest to the pin, 407-916-1041. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being Right or wrong? Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is... Closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! 
That's right. Adam's on the line. He's going to play against me in this regular round of closest to the pin. Mike is the backup. Should Adam lose, Mike picks up the prize. And what is that, Pinkman? That is a pair of tickets to the Coca-Cola Firecracker 250 Friday, July 6th at the Daytona International Speedway. Tickets are on sale now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com or you can call 1-800-PITCH-SHOP for more info. Wow, great prize as we get into race season once again here in Central Mm. Florida. Here's the deal. We have a category sent by Brad. We have a player. His name is Adam. Let's get him on board. Hello, Adam. Hey, how you doing? Ready to play? I am. Okay, we have a category submitted by Brad a while back. It's called Get Shorty. Thanks, Brad. It's a movie we talk about often here on The Phillips File, John Travolta movie based on an Elmore Leonard novel. However, this isn't exactly about the movie. What you have to do is guess the height of these celebrities according to Hollywood website Livingly. It's tricky like that. Get Shorty in reference to the movie. However, you just need to guess the height of the following five actors. Are you ready to go? I am. Okay, let's do this in three, two, one. These three are some of Hollywood's biggest stars, but not so much in the height department. Tom Cruise, Ben Stiller, and Al Pacino are the same height. How tall? 5'5". Five, five. Another trio, Michael J. Fox, Kevin Hart, and Emilio Estevez see eye to eye. How tall are they? 5'8". Elijah Wood may not be as short as the character he played in the Lord of the Rings series, but let's just say it wasn't too far-fetched. What's his height? 5'2". A rapper and former rapper and a heartthrob. That's Kanye West, Mark Wahlberg, and Zac Efron are listed at the same elevation. Take a guess. 5'8". Comedic actors uh, Ken Jeong, Johnny Galecki, and Nathan Lane join Bruno Mars to sing the praises of their height. What would that be? 5'6". Mm-hmm. All right, good job. Let's put you on hold. Right. Record Adam's time. One out of twelve. One out of twelve. We got a five eleven in progress. <laughs> Used to watch that show. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Speaking show? of TV themes, we have our TV theme mm. show bracket online. Uh, round one ends tomorrow, so you want to get online and vote. RealRadio.fm slash theme songs. And when you vote in one bracket, then you advance through. You have to vote in the second bracket. That's where the Phillips file picks are. And then at the uh, uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m., I believe, when round one ends, they're going to take all those head-to-head winners, and 16 songs will advance. Oh, we got those knocked. Yes. Mm. And there is a prize for everyone who enters. You're going to be in the running for the grand prize, a $100 Hulu gift card. Nice. A lot of fun you can do with that. Nice. Again, you go to our website, realradio.fm slash theme songs, and vote before 10 a.m. tomorrow because that's the end of round one. Okay, here we go. You guys ready, Jim? Yeah, what's the category? It's uh, from Brad. It's called Get Shorty. I love that movie with John Travolta. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Based on a novel by Elmore Leonard. Oh, oh right. Right? Right. Right? Gene Hackman. Right. Gene Hackman was in it as well, and Dennis Farina. Yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jim, it's not about the movie. <laughs> no. Now, guess the height of these celebrities according to Hollywood website Livingly. Heights. Movie Heights. Get Shorty. You ready? Okay, got yeah. Okay. Get it? Okay, yeah. here we go. Okay, yeah. resetting the clock for you. That's all or short. Yeah, okay. Right. 
And here we go in three, two, one. These three are some of Hollywood's biggest stars, but not so much in the height department. Tom Cruise, Ben Stiller. Five, six. Another trio, Michael J. Fox, Kevin Hart, and Emilio Estevez see eye to eye. How tall are they? Five, five. Elijah Wood may not be as short as his character he played in the Lord of the Rings series, but let's just say it wasn't too far-fetched. What's his height? Five, five. A rapper, a former rapper, and a heartthrob. That's Kanye West, Mark Wahlberg, and Zac Efron. Five, eight. Comedic actors Ken Jeong, Johnny Galecki, and Nathan Lane join Bruno Mars to sing the praises of their height. Five, well, five. Up. Oh, I'm... Oh boy! No idea. Well, you took a strategic route. Yeah, I don't know. Going fast sometimes. I don't, is I don't think it was a bad one because there were no curveballs there. However, Jim, I am still adding five seconds of your time as your handicap. You want right. to add more time? No. You sure? Yes. Are you scared? Yes. Okay. You're <laughs> don't to, worry. It's gonna be you're, fine. You're okay. planning to get. What do you mean it's gonna be fine? It's what do you fine. know? You can't worry. Yeah, you can. No sense worrying. Your answers. Did you Let do the worry. best? Did you do the best you could? Not really. Come on. In hindsight, no. Oh. Exactly, no. I did not. It. Then worry. Go ahead. Well, oh, don't worry. worry. Don't worry about it. Hey, what do you mean, you're don't fine. worry? I got things to worry about. Yeah. This is not one All of right, them. Fine. Yeah. Jim, you're playing against Adam. Yeah, okay, try not go. to worry too much about the games we play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, exactly. Thanks, Adam. Thanks to Brad for the category. Uh, let's thanks, see Brad. if Adam gets a prize or it goes to the backup. Uh, Nicole Kidman was 5'11". Katie Holmes was five foot nine. Both exes of Tom Cruise. Mm. Tom Cruise is the same height as Ben Stiller and Al Pacino. Yes. How tall is that? Adam said five five. And Jim five six. Five seven. Jim gets the point. Woo! I'm taller than Al Pacino. Not by much. One time leader (laughs) of the Brat Pack is Emilio Estevez, brother of Charlie Sheen, Mm. son of Martin Sheen. Mm. Emilio Estevez is the same height as Kevin Hart and Michael J. Fox. He's little. How tall are they? Yeah, Adam said. Five eight. Ooh. Jim? Five five. Five four. Jim is closer. Jim gets the point. It's two nothing. (sighs) Come on, Jim. Need a win. Mm -hmm. Dustin Hoffman. Same height as Elijah Wood. Okay. Uh, taller than Bilbo Baggins, I believe. Is that the character Elijah Wood played? He played Frodo. He played Frodo. Thank you very much. Taller- <laughs> Sorry. They're good movies. It's a good storyline. You don't have to put up with that, Pinkman. Uh, he didn't. I, he, he stood up for himself. Yeah, I like thank that. Thank you. Don't good for you, jealous. Pinkman. Anyway, let's get back to Elijah Wood and Dustin Hoffman. How how tall are they? Mm-hmm. Adam said. Uh, five two. And Jim. Five five. Oh, man. 5-6. Jim gets the point. He's up 3 nothing. Uh, Adam needs to get one of these on the money. To, Come on, uh, Adam. To make Come it a on, game. buddy. Get it together here. Kanye West. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Zach Efron. Yeah. Hamburger. By the way, Kim Kardashian is 5 foot 3 But how tall what? is Kanye West? They both said 5-8. <gasps> oh. On the money, 5-8. Ah. Oh, Jim, you crushed him on that. Oh, Adam. You stole it. Oh. He needed that, and you stole it from him. Mm. Oh. Anyway, let's finish it up. Ken Jeong, Johnny Galecki, Nathan Lane, Bruno Mars, all the same height. Yeah. How tall is that? Adam you said. You guys were close yet again. Adam said 5-6. Jim said 5-5. Five, five. On the money. Five five. Oh, good. Jim wins. Oh, Adam, you got crushed. I'm sorry about that. Mike, congratulations. You should pick up the prize. And I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will win. I can't lose. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, 
and closest to the pin. Brad mentions, uh, let's see, Joe Pesci. You know how tall? 6'2". Joe Pesci's 5'6". 5'3". Points. No kidding. And Brad Wright still towers over Mo. Hey. (laughs) Five foot even for this celebrity. Who do you think is five foot even? Actor. Well-known actor. Male or female? Well-known actor, shortest Hollywood star on their list. Star, you said. Mm-hmm. Still alive. Five foot yes. even. That is, uh, what's her name? It's a he. I thought it was a he. Oh, it's a he? I don't know. I thought he said it is a he. Actor. Oh, really? It is a he. Star? Over yes. 40, under 40? Over. Not Peter Dinklage. Correct. <laughs> Good one, Penguin. The star, star TV or movies? Yes. All oh. of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, but better note, broke in through TV. George Clooney. Not five feet. What show was he on? Mm. Really? Mm. Gay straight? Mm. I'm trying to remember when he broke in. Uh, mm. He's straight. He was married for. He was married to a, a female of comparable height who was a longtime character oh, in television. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is uh, correct. Maria Perlman points. Yeah. Now, where did Danny DeVito break in? Taxi. Taxi. Because I, I started no, thinking I, I started points. thinking Cheers, Cheers, but that was Rhea Perlman. She oh, was that's Cheers right. Now. He was Louis De Palma. On ta- oh, that was classic. Uh, <laughs> he was such a 25 jerk. years ago today. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's think. Wait a minute. Danny DeVito. That's 93. I got, I got a couple <laughs> of those for you. 25 <laughs> years ago today. Uh-huh. 1993. There's been a series of these movies. But it was 25 years ago, or maybe this week, that the movie... I can guess it. Batman. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, Oh, there it is, yeah. Jurassic Park, yeah. Because I almost played that in the audio file. (laughs) You want to see the new one? No, just because I knew the information. I saw the the first one. I liked the first one. I can't remember the second. The third, I thought was... How many have they had? Is this three or four? This will be the fifth one. Yeah. Fifth? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. The one with the... And then it, I just thought they got kind of stupid. They yeah. Did three. But I was listening to... Is it a paleontologist? Yeah. Yes. See. Today saying uh, that they've learned a lot in the last 25 years. And one of the things they've they've determined is that many of these dinosaurs, you know, birds are dinosaurs, the descendants mm-hmm. of the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs, many of them had feathers. And they now believe that many of these... Feathers were multicolored, mm-hmm. and uh, they they can't they they can't redo the dinosaurs because the dinosaurs are such a main ingredient in the in the film that they're they're, they're the main characters in these Jurassic Park movies. So they they just don't want to tinker around with you know the T Rex and the so they look like what like giant salamanders with teeth. Mm-hmm. So on this when in fact, day, dinosaurs, they now believe most of them, I guess, were feathered creatures, including a T-Rex. What? And they don't think oh. a T-Rex was a predator. They think a T-Rex was more of a, uh, what's the term, uh, you know, what's a, like a... Uh, scavenger. Scavenger, yeah. Mm. On Actually, this day, 1993, Jim, Jurassic Park, as you mentioned, on this day in 1982, what movie do you think it, it debuted? Oh, uh, give me a hint. Same director mm. as Jurassic Park. Oh, that was uh, that was on nineteen forty one. E.T. phone. Oh, E.T. phone. Uh, e. Oh, you're breaking my heart, E.T. E. On this Barrymore day in nineteen seventy eight, what movie debuted? Oh, I don't know. Forty years ago, seventy eight. Grease. 
And I've never seen that movie. You've the whole never way seen that movie. Oh, it's fantastic. We all have movies that we should have yeah. seen by now Schindler's and that we list. have not. Oh, you've seen. You not, never seen Schindler's List? Nope. No, I have. I've seen oh, it a couple of times. It's a fantastic my, movie. Goodness gracious! Oh, I told my sister last night. Well, they Mary Poppins is coming out again, mm-hmm. and oh. I, I mentioned, oh, I've never seen the first one, and my sister's like. What are you insane? Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I, 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 I don't oh, think so. No, I've <laughs> never seen Greece. I've never seen Greece. I've never seen. I mean, I've seen. You never saw Sound of Music. Never. No, and I have no intention. I might could be convinced maybe if I had the disc or whatever, mm. you know, or it was pay per view, I could watch uh, Greece. But Sound of Music, I have no desire whatsoever. I have a question for you. What? Tonight, the long-anticipated meeting between uh, President Donald Trump and uh, Kim Jong-un. Trump? Trump. <laughs> said Trump. I said Trump. Trump. I said Trump. No, no you, you said totally Trump. didn't. You said Trump. No. Sound like me. That's yeah. a different guy. President Trump. What about him? No, President Trump and Kim Jong-un. I yeah. think I went to you Kim. You got the case. I went to Kim a little sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Now, they're meeting one-on-one at first, and now they reveal that they'll each have a translator with them. Correct. Okay. But... How? What's the security like? As far as, are they good? They're not going to be frisked. Who? Either Trans- leader, right? Mm-mm. Or no. translator. I mean, how do they know, know going in? Just remember the movie. What? What was the movie that uh, with uh, uh, what's his name? The, the guy. Interview the with interview. The interview. Rogan and James Franco. Where course. the idea was to poison someone with a handshake. And oh my god! And, Why and, did you think that? Because it was the plot of it's a doable. movie about North Korea. Nobody's going to do that. If they did, they'd launch missiles and, and howitzer shells and, on Seoul and destroy two million people in about an hour. And he had his relative killed in the airport by being poisoned. That's true. He's a despot, Jim. Had his uncle shot. I'm just saying, how do you, well, see, Trump how do you know protect the world leader in a room? Our guy, you mean? Yes. There's, there's uh, three rooms, right? There's yeah. three rooms. There's the middle room where they're going to meet. Mm. So Trump's in this room. The outside ante room. Kim yes. is on this room. The other side. And the there's the middle room. And they both have doors. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go through these doors at exactly the same time. With the transit. I don't know if there's going to be a table there. And they sit across from one another. Or whether there's just a couple of chairs where they sit there and shoot the breeze. I don't I, I don't know. There's Wait, no frisking. He's not Shouldn't gonna, they be naked then? No. <laughs> he's not going to talk about human rights. He's already said that. Because he pro- doesn't care about them? He does, I don't know. He doesn't want to really talk uh, you know, firmly about denuclearization. He just wants to get a feel for this. I mean, feel you know, for if it, can yeah. Pull, yeah. I mean, if he can pull it off, if he can work up some, of, some kind of an accord, you know, or some kind of plan where it takes 5, 10, 15 years to, you know, get rid yeah. of that country of nuclear weapons, and, you know. Then more power to him. I mean, I'm not. But I don't trust not, this guy, this North Korean guy. I wouldn't trust him either. These people, the these people, North Koreans have been playing this game for decades. Yeah, they've been pre- been preparing for this for decades. What they want is respect, and he's given them that, so they win. I there are some the, people who say that immediately. They 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 come off of this winning right from the get go because they're getting the respect of the most powerful the most powerful nation on the planet Earth yeah. is giving respect to to what to to this pissant country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ha ha! I made you fly around the world, yeah, and I made I you I, I made you fight with your boyfriend Trudeau, well, and you have to pay for it. Well, I think there's. I mean, on the series side, I think I think that's absolutely correct. I think yeah, there's I mean, some thought process that goes on. Well, we showed yeah. you. Look, Manipulated we had, you. 
We had they, you come here. We snatched, so uh, they're already a winner, even if nothing comes out of it. North yes. Korea is yeah. a winner for sure. Yes. Yeah. That's the way I would see it. Because they're going to have lots of pictures of them. You know, he called the United States president to a meeting. But, you know, if something works out, then more, more power to them. What was I going to talk about? Yeah, the Jurassic world, Park. The world a better place. Anyway, something else? Yeah, yeah, Jurassic Park? Tomorrow, of course, is the Pulse anniversary, second year anniversary of uh, the Pulse tragedy. Hate to call it a massacre, but that's what it was. And uh, I don't know whether the Sentinel will have some kind of insert. I'm kind of hoping not. I don't know what the television stations are doing. I rarely watch local television news. I saw Pat Clark, though, over the weekend. Boy, he's, he's really good, but I think Pat, and I'll talk to him on Thursday. I think Patrick clipped part of his mustache a little bit too went short in. on one side? Yeah. Oh, no way. It's, yes. It was cockeyed? Uneven? Well, no, it was just cut. It was shorter. One, you know, he's got that big, bushy, Teddy Roosevelt type of mustache. Yeah. But I think one side is a little bit longer <laughs> than the other side. It extends past his I mean, lip. anybody who's had a mustache, th- this has happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you take your razor, you know, the razor or whatever, and you cut into it a little ah. bit, and you go, damn it. And then, it's, and then you can't balance it out or you'll end up with a Hitler. Yeah, you can't do that. No. Well, no. Remind me to ask him on. That is mustache. Put that Thursday. on the list. Take Thank a note. You. Yeah. All right. I just noticed mustache. it. Now, maybe it was the camera angle. Mm. Does a terrific job, though. But he isn't. He's no fumfering around. No, he's, no, no. And smooth. And when I was smooth. And when I was watching him, I said, I wonder why he was never a, an anchor. A, a news anchor? A news anchor. Mm-hmm. He's smooth. Mm-hmm. He's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Maybe he prefers being the sports Well, guy. I'm sure he does, but, uh, you know, he. what I'm saying is he would be an excellent anchor. Right. Mm-hmm. We've known anchors. Boy, no have anchor. we. What's that? He's no anchor. Who? Of course. Pat that, Clark? He could be. He's anchor worthy. He, yeah. could, pull, he could pull it off. I mean, that mustache can do anything, if you ask me. Anyway, let me take a little break. Come back. <laughs> Stephen Kramer, attorney at law, is coming in. We'll talk about the law. We'll talk about things that are on his mind and him responding to things on my mind. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. You're listening to Real Radio, available everywhere you want to listen. Yeah, even there on our free iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Well, for a Monday, Stephen Kramer, attorney of laws with us. Kramer Law Firm, one firm for life. How are you, counselor? Doing well. How are you doing? Doing okay. What's going on with you? You know, I uh, I found the ultimate in frivolity today. I was just looking, uh, and I pay attention to some of these auctions because I do some uh, antiques and art here and there. And uh, so what I was, did you buy? Uh, this is not something I bought, nor is it something I <laughs> would ever buy. Uh, not even thinking about buying it. Just buy that Land Cruiser yet? 
I sent some emails last week. You need to get Hemmings Motor News. Yeah, that's what I need. It's a catalog. I don't know whether it comes out every week or every month, and you'll find what what you're looking for. That's a whole lot more practical than what I saw. Uh, For the man who has everything, or actually man or woman that has everything, I'm I'm looking online, and, and I see this in the middle of this auction, this hourglass. It's big hourglass, probably about this big. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm holding my feet, my um, hands about two feet apart. So uh-huh. It looks like it's about you know twenty, twenty four, twenty five inches tall, right? And inside of it, it's made by De Beers. Mm-hmm. And inside of it, instead of sand for diamonds, time, diamond chips, diamonds, no diamond dust, diamond straight what? up diamonds, and they're like in a. Uh, Thinking about buying that, are you? No, no, <laughs> never, <laughs> never, oh, never. But they, it is truly. Um, the ultimate in excessive luxury right there. I was trying to pull this picture of it um, because it's just crazy. So, Why don't you start a collection of something? Do you have a collection of I have of too many collections. No, I mean, give me a for instance. I mean, for instance, I started collecting things when I was a little kid. I, I collected coins when I was a little kid yeah, and okay. comic mm-hmm. books. Right. And then just I grow tired of it? I mean, yeah, that was a that was something I did as a kid. And then my, I think my grandfather threw my comic book collection out. Uh oh. And that kind of, uh, so I always had a bitter taste going back to collect to to restart it. Yeah. Um, but I still have my coin collection, and I still pull it out every now and then. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. You collect a lot of stuff over the years. Here and you there have, I have. Yeah. Like what? Uh, For instance, brass garden hose uh, nozzles. Oh, hose nozzles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, toy soldiers. I collected for a while. This would be metal or plastic? Metal, metal. Mm-hmm. no metal. Do you paint them? No, 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 no. These are they're toy old. soldiers that were, they're called dime store soldiers. Mm-hmm. These are produced in the 20s, 30s, and 40s for the most part. You know, just collect them. You don't paint them. You don't yeah, I've them. seen like the small no, 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 pewter no, no, figurines no, no, that you would paint. No, 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 no. Different. You, no, no, you don't do that. Okay. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, what else did I yeah. collect? Collected postcards for a while. With cowboy motifs. Okay. But that went nowhere. How long did that one last? Not very long. No. Um, You know, here and there, you know, some stuff. Collected a lot of art. Collected. I've I've collected a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, I collected pens for a while, collected watches, timepieces. People are into watches. I love watches. Now there's a a middle road now that a lot of people are getting into. What's that? Well, I mean... You're not spending two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a watch. Yeah, yeah, be something spending... between a dime store watch and a you know and a paddock fully. Well, some people are in the cheap watches too. I mean, it's it's the collection of the watch per se, but you know, it might be you know whether it's, they're spending three thousand, five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, maybe on a collector's Rolex. But you know, it allows people to get into the hobby. You can appreciate you can appreciate a nice watch that. Might cost you several hundred dollars, or maybe a few thousand dollars here, and then get you into it. Well, yeah, and there's some of those I'm brands. Not, I'm not into it. I, that doesn't. It looks like there's a few brands trying to fill that void between you know inexpensive watch and you know and five thousand dollars and up. So there's Shinola that is coming out of Detroit. You know they're in that eight hundred to you know thirteen hundred dollar yeah, range. Whether people are buying new watches or whether they're buying old watches. A lot of vintage watches are whatever. big, big right now. Whatever. That doesn't flip my skirt. Not interested. Not vintage watches. Huh? Not vintage watches that does I'm not, not interest interested you. in watches. Not yeah. even a Shinola. I like Shinola, but I've got a better watch than a Shinola, so why bother? Casio. Yes, you do. I Casio have that, is a I fine have that watch, same watch. 
Yeah. No, I... That's a great. I'm watch. not going to make any apologies. I wear a Rolex. You know, who I, I bought a Rolex because they said if I ever get to a position in my life where I can afford one, I'm getting one, and I did. How long have you worn a Rolex? Maybe twelve years. I've never noticed it. Yeah, I have that same watch, and it was the first nice, nice watch I ever bought. As you and yeah, and well, I'm not gonna make you'll never lose problem. money out of my theory is no matter how down yeah. and out I am, I can lose, always get rid of it. You'll not lose money on this watch. Exactly, you'll yeah. never lose money on this watch. I think it's double or tripled since when I bought it. So you used to say about one of your watches, though it doesn't keep such great time. This doesn't keep the greatest time. Not always. World. It's not like a, it's not like a chronograph, a, a battery operated watch. Oh, nope. but it's probably the toughest self oh, self winding watch. The right. best, one of the best. Great. It's diving not battery watch. operated. It's mm-hmm. just a. Uh, you know, it has a spring in there, and as long as it moves, it winds the spring. Yeah. A so, great mechanical watch. Well, it keeps good enough time for me. It's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a statement as well. I mean, it's a statement to me, not to so much anybody else. And this was an accomplishment on my part. I got to a point in my life said, okay, I can do this, and I'm going to. No matter how down and out you are, with, you can always get rid of it. Some people do with cars. Some people do with, with other things. And mm-hmm. this was just one of the things I did. I, uh... Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great buy. One of the one of the most fascinating people who I would never imagine would collect watches was Andy Warhol. He had like three hundred, not inexpensive timepieces, like fine timepieces. You know, Patek Philippe, um, you know, all kinds of brands. Jaeger, Jaeger, wig. Andy, did he wear a wig? Yeah, that's a wig, right? That's yeah, not his absolutely. Real hair. Well, I think a lot of people think that, that was, was his I real hair. Could have been. If you told me it was no, really that gray hair that comes mm-hmm. out like that. Wig all the way. That's a wig. Absolutely. Really? I didn't know that until a few years ago. I thought that was his real hair. Yeah, no. You know, he got shot. Yes. What do you mean? There's a movie, I Shot Andy Warhol. Came was, out in the 90s. A movie. stalker. A woman who was, I think, in one of his movies, minor bit player or whatever. I think she hung out at the factory, which was his workshop. Whatever, and she, uh, she shot him. He almost died. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, what else is going on in your life? I uh, I felt rewarded. What do you think about uh, Bourdain? Uh, I mean, that's heartbreaking. I I, I liked him a lot. Um, I'd, I'd take the good with the bad. I mean, he was definitely cocky. He was definitely arrogant. And I could see why some people wouldn't like him, uh, for sure. But I always liked him. I thought he had the ability to, even though he could be cocky one moment, he always seemed to be very self-aware and humble and almost in that way, but in that self-deprecating way which seems kind of contradictory. How can you be arrogant and cocky and yet also be self-aware and, mm-hmm. you know, humble? And But I think he had it. He was able to show those different facets. I like later in his career where he began to move away from the uh, fine dining. Not, I mean, he said he mm-hmm. certainly enjoyed that from time to time, but he, you know, essentially moved away. And, you know, you can find some great foods out there that do not uh, involve a linen tablecloth. Absolutely. I mean, he liked I, food trucks as much as he liked the fancy stuff. Yeah, and street food and yeah. vendor food and things like that, and going to foreign countries and seeking out, uh, you know, I was, not necessarily strange food, but but food that people in their regular lives would eat. And I, I enjoyed that. But it wasn't one of those. Hey, I'm going to go out there and find the most bizarre things I can eat. He went out there because it was. No, there was a that's cult, Andrew Zimmer. There's a cultural <laughs> aspect to it. There's a political aspect to it. Uh, his claim that, you know, you sit down, you eat, and essentially, you know, ask the person you're dining with what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And he would claim they'll tell you, they'll, more than the food, they'll tell you everything about their lives. I thought 
I think he became a great, uh, certainly a great interviewer and a great communicator. Great storyteller. I mean, I felt like what I enjoyed about his show was it felt like you were traveling to the places that he went. He used food as kind of the entree into whatever city he was in to to teach you about that city, about that culture, about those people, about their experiences. And that's what I appreciated about it. It wasn't even the food. It was that it was the, the, the doorway to everything else about it. I agree. Let me take a little break. Stephen Kramer is our guest. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Phillips File for this Monday. Every Monday, Stephen Kramer, attorney at law, drops by. Sometimes we talk about the law. Sometimes we don't. doesn't matter. We just like to talk to him. We always like to gauge, you know, how quickly Stephen will get in the weeds on something. Oh, and yeah. you haven't so far. No. weeds. You haven't. I mean, some, t- you know. You well, know some might argue you know we started in the well weeds. Enough. You're well read. I mean, yeah. you're, you know, you know a lot of things. And sometimes you just kind of, yeah, just kind of, kind of do that veer off. Didn't I start out in the weeds talking about an hourglass that has diamonds instead no, of. not really. No. <laughs> no, we, no, you appreciate things like that and you're interested in things like that. No, that didn't get in the weeds. It, the perfect gift for a billionaire. Have, it could have gotten into the weeds, <laughs> but it, it didn't. You cut it short. So, yeah. What else is going? Supreme Court had a ruling today. They did. They made a ruling in this Ohio case, and this was about purging inactive voters from voter rolls. And I'm here to say the sky's not falling. I'm not chicken little. This is a very very narrow ruling, and what this boils down to is, so way back, way back. Rewind 25 years ago to Bill Clinton was elected. One of the things he ran on was motor voter registration, mm-hmm. right? So Congress passed this law the, and the National Voter Registration Act. And in addition to creating this motor voter law, it also put a requirement in place. And the requirement was states have to conduct a general program that basically removes the name of voters who are in, ineligible to vote because they're dead or they moved or whatever. So, and then that law got updated um, in 2002, and in both instances, actually, the first law was um, was was a um, democratically passed law. Um, actually, not, strike that was bipartisan. Both of them were very bipartisan, but there's there's a little bit of a partisan dispute in in this case, and the issue is how Ohio was purging the voter rolls. So, what happened was there's two ways it happens. One is People move, and they send a, a change of address. And the moment they do that, then they're perched, right? Seems right. fair. Okay. The second one that, that where the issue came up was Ohio, if somebody didn't participate in elections for a set amount, I think it was a two-year cycle, right. they would send out a postcard. And then if that person did not respond after an additional four years, then they would go ahead and purge them um, from the voter rolls. Well, what if, what if you move from Canton to uh, Toledo? I well, mean, what are they saying? The responsibility is on the voter? So what would happen there is generally if if you filed an address change, you'd be purged from the rolls in Canton or whatever city you lived in, and then you'd go have to register in, in, in the new area you're at. Because remember, right. voting isn't a, federal, um, isn't a federal act. It's a state act. So the states manage voting. They manage registrations, and that's what would happen. county to county... Are you going to get lost in the shovel? I just happen to believe if the state has a essentially a rule that dictates, uh, you know, essentially has a rule, you need to uh, make sure you're on the voter rolls. They need to make that very clear when you sign up 
to re- register to vote and uh, and make it very clear somewhere along the line, especially after a ruling like this, we need to make it very clear, everybody, that these are the rules. And uh, if you don't vote for a certain number of elections or whatever, uh, you could be you could be dropped. Well, actually, no. And see, that's what the state can't do. Okay. They can't purge people for not well, voting. What I'm saying is they need to make it clear. Yeah. So what happens is a per- voter can be purged only if one, they hadn't voted, two, continued not voting, three, engaged in any other voting, hadn't engaged in any other voting activity, four, continued not to do so, five, didn't send back the postcard, and six, didn't update their address. Um, but the ruling was fairly narrow. Uh, it's the question is what's going to happen in the future? Does this going is this going to empower states to be more aggressive in how they handle uh, voter registrations and 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 is it going to ultimately be a blow to voter rights or encourage democracy in purging roles. And that, that remains to be determined. What needs to be determined is what you're, uh, did you see Westworld last night? I did. Did What'd you? you think? No, I don't watch it You've anymore. You've given up completely. I have. I have absolutely zero interest in Westworld after a great first season. And this season has been, in my estimation, a disaster. A disaster. But I'm here's where I'm at. And I think you were in the same place as me with True Detective Season 2. I'm, that was a disaster. I'm in it so far Despite now. Despite Vince Vaughn. I'm in it so far now that I've got to finish it this season. And that's where I was with True Detective. I knew it was bad. I knew I wasn't liking it. I knew I didn't like the direction. I, agree, I thought it was bad. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at now. I, it's a little convoluted. Doesn't make much sense. A little slow. But I'm in it. I'm going to ride it out. Yeah. So I got a question for you. You guys Ask have me a, anything. Uh-oh. You guys have a little. What about that, you know, give some perspective. My career is becoming uh, coming to an end. I'm getting to the point where people can ask me anything. Oh, and I'm pretty anything. much going to give them an answer unless it's just a stupid question. Well, it's not that crazy. I'm not getting out there. I'm curious. I reserve the right not to answer. Well, you can always decline. So there's no deposition. So <laughs> horse racing. What Uh-oh. about it? Oh, is it? As big as it was in the seventies or sixties, is it? No. Was it big back then? Not that big. It's not big, not as big as it was in the in the in the nineteen thirties. It's gotcha. a it's a declining. Has it ever been big in your experience in your lifetime? Have you ever seen it like capture the nation's attention? Only the only time that horse racing really cap- captures <laughs> anybody's attention is during the Kentucky Derby, and then what happens after that? And basically, part, that's for mint juleps and parties, right? Yeah, it's a great yeah, it's a great way to to party. It's fun, but horse racing per se, it can be a very nasty business, especially for the horses. Mm. Even shows about it. I mean, that show with Dustin Hoffman at HBO. What was it? Lucky. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just. Uh, I mean, they'll tell you there there are trainers that will leave horses behind at uh, at stables or at ra- racetracks because they. You know, they're expensive. It's expensive to train a horse. It's expensive to have a horse, much less train one. And they'll have a horse that, you know, they believe is not worth anything to them. And they'll just leave it. You know, the and rumor. leave it, then there's a good chance somehow it can end, uh, it can head to the slaughterhouse. Yeah, and there's there's those rescue organizations. I think there's one out of Ocala or, or the area that deals with rescuing horses have that have been forgotten or lost. thoroughbreds that have eventually been headed towards the slaughterhouse. It's even at no, magni- not even studying. Look, they're magnificent animals. I was involved, you know, for, you know, 10, 15, whatever years. And I loved them. Um, 
Does it capture your interest, like horse racing? I'm not a big fan of horse racing. Because of the way they treat the animals? I'm a fan of, of polo. Not, not because of the way they treat them. They treat them well. You can go to stables in Ocala and look at some of these stables, and they are cleaner than many of the houses you might visit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're absolutely magnificent. They've always been that way. Well, if you've got millions of dollars invested in a horse, you know, you're not going to put them in a, in a used chicken coop. You know, you're going to, you know, you just have that kind of money involved. But uh, it could be a real nasty, could be a real nasty business. And lots of horse people, especially people who sell horses, no disrespect to some people out there, they're some of the biggest scoundrels you'll face on the planet. Yeah, there's a whole shady part of that business, isn't there? Yeah, and uh, and people buy horses. They buy horses based on looks and uh, on nothing else, and that's the worst way to buy a horse, let me tell you. Yeah, supposedly the rumor out there, and I don't know if it's confirmed or not, is that billionaire George Soros actually owned Justify or owns Justify. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I mean, really, I have no I'd idea. And the, read money, that the money is in, in stud fees. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna make millions and millions and millions of dollars for not a stud bad life. fees. Off of this, off of this horse. I mean, that's where that's where the big money is. You get the glory from the races. You yeah, know. he's young now. He'll have a long, long, fruitful life. We hope of. I mean, yeah. but I assume I'm not a I'm not a big fan of, and I can't remember what the ratio is, but one in a certain number of horses breaks down uh-huh. in horse racing, mm-hmm. and when they break down, they have to be euthanized. They have to, for the most part, they can't be saved, um, because. <laughs> Number one, it's too difficult, and number two, it's expensive. So you give them the you give them the blue juice. I mean, it's just, and I've mm. seen horses break down, and it's not, it's, 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 it's heart wrenching. It's heartbreaking because they're magnificent animals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't. I'm, think... not, I'm not a big fan of it. I would like to have thought maybe in a in another life because I'd like to ride, and when I rode, I'd like to ride as fast as I could sometimes. And these guys are going forty five miles an hour. I've gone 30 miles an hour, mm-hmm. and that's fast. Yeah, fast that's enough. scary. That's pretty. It was, I wonder what percentage of people great, have actually been on a horse. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life to ride that fast. If you have not been near a horse, I don't think people can conceptualize how big those creatures are. I mean, they're big. They're beautiful. I mean, they're majestic. They'll kill I mean, you. They, and they, absolutely. And when you look at them, you have that respect. But I don't think that many people have actually been on a horse. I mean, I wonder what the percentage is because I don't think a lot of people. I, I don't think well, so. You know, they've been on a pony at the fair, or maybe they went to a dude ranch, or you know, maybe they're in a. I don't think even that many there. You're, you're led around uh, horse to tail, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that. You but, know, one of the cool things about you know this community twenty years ago was that driving down the road, it was easy to spot cows and horses. Yeah, I grew up over by Lake Emma Road. I mean, every day somebody was. Right. Yeah, on a okay. horse. Thank anyway. you, Stephen Kramer. Thank you, Stephen Kramer. Turning at law. We didn't get into the law too much, but that's Uh-oh. okay with me. We'll talk to you again Monday. It's Absolutely. the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Police in Memphis are on the lookout for a group of more than a dozen pot smokers who walked out of a restaurant before paying their $420 bill. Ha ha. 420 blaze it. Am I right, brothers? Next. A Florida man and his monkey were arrested after the man stole a car. The monkey is quoted as saying no one keeps Bobo behind monkey bars. Finally, police in India are examining what they claim is a spy pigeon from Pakistan. I'm sorry but how exactly does a pigeon spy on another country? 
Headlines were brought to you by the Philips File Live blog. Go there to cast your votes for the best TV theme songs ever at realradio.fm. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. From out of her anymore. Jim. Tina Turner. she wear a wig? <laughs> uh, yeah, you think? Uh, at times, I'm sure she did. So, Jim, that's Ike and Tina Turner, baby, get it on. Uh, you mentioned it was on this day in 1993 that the movie Jurassic Park opened. Yeah. Time flies. They grow up so quickly. The very think. same day, What's Love Got to Do With It, oh, I the love film that. based on the lives of Ike and Tina Turner, uh, opened in theaters as well. Angela Bassett. Was she in the- Love her. Didn't she play uh, Tina Turner? I don't know. We're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Research. Oh, boy. <clears throat> However, it was Jurassic Park taking the top spot with a box office weekend record of... What do you movie. Think, what do you think the record was back in 1993 for the oh. box office weekend record? 15 million. 10? No, wait. 30 million. Fifty million. Oh well, one hundred million dollars for the weekend. First, what was no, two hundred million. No, that can't be right. It Stop can it. be. I have no idea what was it. Five hundred and two million dollars. I was what? close. Not for one weekend. Open in theaters weekend? nationwide and set a box office weekend record of five hundred and two million dollars. I don't believe that. Oh, There's something. Yeah. That, that, that can't. That can't that's, be. That's, that's for the whole right. gross that's for the whole right. run. I or think something. so. Exactly. I think they misspoke. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. If that were true, they we'd be up to Jurassic Park 55 by now. 
I'm actually looking forward to okay. it. I believe it comes out next week, and uh, uh, we have the preview on next Tuesday. Their opening weekend was $47 million. Oh, oh okay. 50. That's, so 50 was close. Yeah. Point. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, return on investment 25 years ago. Tell you mm-hmm. what. It was a $63 million production budget. So they almost made all their money back opening weekend. Is what's his time in this one too? Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, Sam yeah, Goldblum, yes. Is ah. Angela Bassett in that movie? She was. Thank the you. Tina Turner. Oh, and what's what love relief. got to do with it? Uh huh. Yeah, that. Starring Angela Bassett as Tina Turner. Who was uh? Who was Ike? Oh well, who could forget who Ike was? I you could. Know? Everybody forgot asked. who he was. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, it was. I know. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I look it up, trying to find. Uh, I mean, really? Uh, that's just silly. On now, let's. Uh, no. Why oh. do we even bother? How could you forget that Lawrence Fishburne played Ike Turner? No, he did not. Yes, he, yes, did. he did. Whoa. Yeah, how dare you doubt me? Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, he's the one who took the spear in Apocalypse Now. Points. Marlon Brando points. Lawrence Fishburne. Wasn't he Cowboy Curtis on Pee Wee's Playhouse? I think that's uh, right as well. Point. Uh, but there's a connection now between uh, ten, uh, because we were talking about Dennis Hopper earlier. Oh, yes. See what a connection with people. Right, the great Russ Tamblin. Oh, no. The great Russ Tamblin, the great dancer oh, from West Side oh. Story. And Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a very good friend of Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Dennis Hopper in Apocalypse Now, and so was Lawrence Fishburne. So you make that connected connection. To Herman. So you Look, can make boom. that connection. That's seven degrees or seven separations or whatever. And you said Russ Tamblin, and you could all of a sudden you could make all these connections. You could make it to Pee Wee Herman in four steps. Exactly. Right. I mean that's weird. Easy. Rush Tamblin. Easy. Yeah. Oh. From Russ Tamblin. Hmm. That's crazy. It's a Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Do it. Boom, do- boom, boom. It's like checkers. Uh-huh. Dun, 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 ding, ding. <laughs> all right, time for PPT. Let's oh, get some brother. music. And what's the prize? Oh, oh, man, that's a really good one. Is uh, it? That it is. I, you know, I mean, who could, I mean, it doesn't get much that. better than it's, this, right? It's giving me some heartburn just thinking about how good it is. I'll tell you that. It's a four-pack of tickets to the beloved Kennedy Space Center. Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex is the only destination in the universe where you can touch a moon rock, stand nose-to-nose with the real space shuttle Atlantis, meet a NASA astronaut, and glimpse the future of space exploration. You can explore more at KennedySpaceCenter.com. The space shuttle is sitting right there. It's not a model. It's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, bro. It's been to space and back. A few I tell you the time I tried to uh, heat up that uh, space shuttle tile. Heat it up. It's a true story. i got a couple of minutes. All right. So, you know, the, they have these special tiles on the underside of the space shuttle, right? Yeah, the heat shield. It's very hard to get. It comes through the atmosphere, yeah. right? It comes They're, down there. It's yeah, heating yeah. up to thousands it's, and thousands of degrees. It's a you heat don't shield. want the shuttle to burn up, right? Right. No. I don't know how I got hold of one of these tiles. I think somebody was paying us a visit to the radio station or something. And so here's the shuttle tile. I go, oh, okay, that's cool. So I got home, and I had the shuttle tile, just a little square of shuttle tile. So I uh, put it over a, uh, a flame on the stove. See if it would... Old. Yeah, and then and then touched it. Son of a bitch! That's hot. <laughs> Damn that! God, oh, that's hot. Did that hurt? Oof. Uh, that's a true story. That's a because I. Duh. Instead of you know, I'm thinking it's not well, burning up because yeah. it can absorb the heat, but yeah, it's yeah. still hot, dumbass. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. To you laugh. lost your that's, mind? That's a true that's story, funny. though. That's a true story. All right, let's get this underway. <laughs> Finn, you ready to play? Finn. I'm ready when you are. All right, Finn, pick a person, a place, or a thing. Person, please. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you once again, Brad. Clue number one, who's this person? This energetic person was rolling around as his parents worked for a French ambassador. Wow. Hmm. I'm going to guess Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, that's a good guess. That's your final answer? Not right, but it's a, you know, you go down as having a great guess. We can do that. Here is uh, Pat. Ready to play, Pat? Let's go. All right, buddy, here we go. He's been acting since the 1960s, appearing in over 150 films. You know him. This energetic person was rolling around as his parents worked for a French ambassador. I don't know where exactly. Mm. He's been acting since the 1960s, appearing in over 150 films. Mm. He's an actor, yeah. He's an actor. Energetic actor. Mm-hmm. Energetic. Yeah. Oh, Pat hung up. He got scared. Uh-oh. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, jeez, Pat, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I gotta oh, go. They, get oh, scared. God, they do get scared. All right, I'll give... Uh, here's Robert. Ready to play, Robert? Here we go, buddy. He's described as, quote, one of the most recognizable and influential cinematic personalities in the world. I'll give you another clue. Okay. He's versatile. Versatile. Either either or, yes. With job titles like actor, film director, producer, stuntman, and singer. Singer. (laughs) Okay. um... I wasn't aware of that. Singer. I would go, what? So he's not known for singing. Not that I'm aware of. Not that you're aware of. Okay. <laughs> I'll say uh, Sylvester Stallone. No, don't nice. do that. I'll give you another nice. shot. Come on, come on. Nice do better than that. Guess. That's a good guess, but it's that, wrong, so I'll no, give you another shot. Guess, actually. I'll give you a good... No, it's not me. Oh, all right. Me. I'm thinking of a... I'm thinking of a... I, know, I can't do it. What? <laughs> Want to take another shot? Anybody? Hey. You know, uh, Russ Tamblin was in Twin Peaks. Russ Tamblin, okay. Russ That's Tamblin, great answer. guess. No, it's not Russ Tamblin. <laughs> it's the great uh, Russ Tamblin. Uh, <clears throat> so let's go to uh, David. Last player. Ready, David? Yep. Here we go, let's buddy. Get it. All right, here we go. His given name is Chan Kong Sang, but maybe his stage name was inspired by Uncle Charlie. Chan Kong Sang. Um, Jackie Chan? Jackie Chan, you say. That's your final answer? Yeah. Yeah, baby! There you go, wow. Jackie Chan. Hey, good yeah. job, yeah, Jackie Chan. Oh. Chan Kong Sang. Chan Kong Sang. Chan Kong Sang. Yeah, every time I watch that Anthony Bourdain, he loves Bourdain. the uh, so- loves Southeast Asia, Vietnam in particular. Mm-hmm. And every time I see him sitting, you know, by a street, and the scooters are going by, and he's sitting on one of those little plastic stools yeah eaten uh, from a bowl, bowl of noodles, of noodles. Yeah. it's like mm. i want to head to viet vietnamese town downtown mm-hmm. oh yeah go out down here and get it's yeah. a spring roll summer rolls get a big bowl of soup oh yeah bro some noodles soap that's soup. good stuff smoke a cigarette good stuff there's some cilantro in there a little hot sauce mm. spice it up a little bit what's the stuff that tastes like soap Cilantro. Cilantro. Cilantro, yeah. I don't care. For some people with unrefined palates. I don't like ah! that. I always take out that stuff. I don't like it. You'd have to put it in. They bring it to you in that bowl with uh, bean sprouts and stuff. I don't put it in. No bean sprouts? No, bean sprouts I love. But that... Cilantro? Yeah. It ruins it. 
for me. It's okay. Yeah. I love Vietnamese food. Me too. Yeah. What's that sandwich that uh, they make? Bon A Cuban. That's What's Debbie, it called, right? Bon me. Yeah, where's, oh, where's bon the me. best one in town? Oh, uh, where do you get yours? What's been a in while it? since I've had one. It's got like um, what carrots? I think they put kimchi on it. Maybe kimchi. Love probably her. not. That's Korean. You're right. <laughs> Forgive me on the kimchi. All right. Try again. Anyway, pork? it's like, like a, a long. Pork? It's like a long sandwich. Yeah, pork. So oh. sub like a sub sandwich. Pickled right? carrots, cucumber. Oh, there it is. Sounds good though, doesn't it? Uh -huh. Oh yeah, bro. And it's bon me because of their French influence, right? I guess. Well, we don't need to get that deep into it. I think it's this. Uh, uh huh. They were it's run from, by the French for a long time. From when they were part yeah, of French. Yeah, but it's a B-O-N-A. It B -O -N -A. Yeah, exactly. It's B-A with a dash over N-H. Me. Am I? Oh, me. Bon me. But yeah, it's from when they were part of French Indochina. So before this summit, I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately, oh. and we have technology that can scan someone. And tell if they have a weapon, right? right. Like I've uh, the documentary I was watching called Hotel Artemis about the future, and it tells you <laughs> it's got this, uh, you know, technology you can scan and say, oh, and it shows an outline of a gun. Yeah, are they going through scanners? Oh, What's he's so deal? worried about the scanners. Security. If you're just meeting our president with their leader and, and an he's interpreter, a yeah. Now, what kind of training do you think our interpreter is really CIA? They have to have clearance for uh, sure. Yeah, but nobody yeah. knows if they're Do you CIA. think anyone has well, an earpiece where they can hear no. outside the room? No. Do you no. think either uh, no. leader is going to be miked? No. So, and they have to take copious notes because then those have to be turned over to the national security people afterwards. Who's taking the notes? Is it the, the interpreter? Uh, yes, correct. That is correct. CIA. I'm wondering mm. what's going on. I don't want them to outmaneuver us. They already have. Too late. Damn it. <laughs> At least we have Canada. They'll stand by us. No, oh, not he anymore. He just wants to go back with photographs of him, uh, you know, the president smiling. smiling. You know, he's he's a salesman. So he's smiling. No matter what photograph you Which get one? with the president, if you're with the president, no matter who it is, he's always smiling, right? And he's got that thumbs up thing because he's a salesman. That's what he that's what he does. That's how he made his zillions of dollars. He's not a he's not a construction magnet or magnet or whatever you call him. He wasn't in charge of big construction. He, he sells his name. He puts he sells his name to be put on a building or this that or stakes or suits or ties or whatever it is. That's how he's made these uh, yeah millions of dollars. Do you think Kim Jong Un asked President Trump anything about Kim Kardashian? <laughs> all right, I'll make a bet with you. <laughs> oh, bet like what she said. Like? like all right, I'll make a bet. Mm -hmm. Will Kim be wearing a suit or that? Kim suit that he has that looks like a mouth jacket. Like a Kim, Western suit. Kim suit. A Western I, suit or his You think he's going to be meeting with, with Trump in the in a Western type suit? No. Or a Kim suit? A Kim, Kim suit. suit. <sighs> or what if he walks in wearing a Kim suit, then when he's out of view of cameras, puts on like a silk robe? I still think for security yeah. purposes, they should meet naked. Ew. Mm -hmm. Now I'm creeped out. You can't conceal anything. Nobody's putting anything in there. Oh, you don't know. Kim suit. Is, wear Kim no, suit he's wearing out. a Kim suit. That's when he was touring. He doesn't always wear is that Kim like suit. a kimchi. <laughs> when he was touring last night, <laughs> Singapore, like in what we would think middle of the night, you know, he had he wanted to see what the sights. Uh, you know, go to the discotheque. He sort of wanted to see like you know all of their like an amusement park. He wanted to go somewhere, so he had all these people around him, and he's going through the streets of Singapore with a big 
security detail. Yeah, what's he wearing? He was wearing his Kim suit. I don't know. You're he's not really the president expo- of the United States. I don't know if that's maybe it's more comfortable. Because it looks like those pants are loose. He's I, a heavy set kid. I bet he's so. got expandomatic pants. No, he's got elastic, like elastic <laughs> pants. Very comfortable. Yeah. See, another advantage in negotiations. He's sitting there going, I can eat anything he's I want. He can Half scratch hour himself. before sure. this. Yeah, yeah. You know, my okay. belly can stick out. You know, and his, he can scratch his nuts. He's fine. And there's yep. old, uh, you know, President, uh, you know what, whatever you want to call him. And he's sitting there going, oh, God, geez, give me some Pepto. <laughs> you know, he's got to loosen his belt. He can't expand. And he's not good with strange food either. So I think he's going to be very troubled with his eating. His sleeping is off. He doesn't like sleeping not in his own bed. They brought out- buckets of, you know, buckets don't you of chicken. think they went they out? They brought said, some KFC I with want- them. Yeah, yeah, sure. I got to have some McDonald's. I want some Burger King. You're going to bring some KFC. KFC. Yeah, yeah, bring it over. Big buckets of gravy. Of chicken, yes. <laughs> I Because he's that not sounds good. good too, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, bro. It kind of does. Yeah, fried chicken? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, it's that been a hundred years since good. I had fried chicken. That sounds so delicious. All that Popeyes, yeah, oh. with the biscuits. Oh. Oh. Then you can make the biscuits. You can kind of crumple them up into the mashed potatoes no, and I gravy. No, I don't do that. No. Oh, yeah. no. That's just wrong. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. That's you good. ruined the biscuit. No, you're not ruining yeah, it. You, you get it. all the flavors no. in once. Yeah, you enhance the meal. No, Thank it you. changes mm-hmm. it. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. You are chicken neophytes. We're getting out of here. We'll be back tomorrow at 3. Busy day tomorrow, of course. That's right after the News Junkie with Sabrina Sealane. They follow the monsters in the morning tonight. Eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Pound your conch as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Tom and Dan are next. Bye-bye. Take care. Good night, Penny. Good night, Will. Remember, brush your teeth.